The following content is rated N for nigga. Start the show. Just saying, you gotta you gotta let them know the the you gotta let them know the new code. <laughs> you gotta let them do the new that, rating code. Is that clear by the MPAA? <laughs> give them, give them time. Give them yeah. time. We marketable out here. You know what? You're right. Give them time. Don't worry about You're it. You're right. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and today is Arms and Shoulders Day. Hey, here on the podcast. <laughs> You know one. You know one of the first things I'm gonna do, cause my so my workout situation. I am happy with some of the results for me just going like four days a week, but I have to I have to bring the cardio up a little bit. So I got to upgrade the home gym. Oh, I think I want one of those like rowing machines. It's good exercise. You know, like old boy had on House of Cards. Yeah, good burn. Yeah, that's a good burn. I think that's gonna be the one. Yeah. I think that's going to be the one. I think my, I, I, I haven't had any complaints from myself yet, but I feel like for me to get an exercise bike, that's just wear and tear on my knees that I'm not ready for. That's mm, not probably not that bad. Yeah, exercise bike isn't too bad. I think a treadmill will give you more wear and tear on the knees. Ah, uh, yeah, because I was definitely thinking about a treadmill. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, now that I'm. Not to jinx it. Um, Rowing machine gives you more of a, a full body workout. Though. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things going there. Because that's what y'all came to hear. Yeah. <laughs> tips. Exercise tips from wash niggas. Some niggas trying to get back in shape. Yeah. You know. Shout out to all my uh, my IG thotties out there who only do squats and abs. They don't, touch any, don't touch any other body part. <laughs> You know what? It, but you know what? It's the reverse. It's the re, it's the reverse of what they they talk how they talk about men, because the 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 common the the common riff on men working out is that men never do legs. Oh, they skip leg day. I seen I seen evidence of this. Um, I, there are niggas out there that are just diesel up top and yeah. and just straight stick figures. Shout out to Jim Jones. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wheelchair legs. He is trying to get. Have you seen that? He's trying to get get his Method Man shit on. I saw that. Yeah, I just saw that. You All know. the old Wash rappers trying to get Diesel like Method Man now. Method, Method Man don't wear shorts either. He knows what time it is. There's a there you know, there's a whole there's a whole half of the body that y'all are missing. And meanwhile, the ladies. Everybody, everybody got a squat game now. They out there getting tummy tucks and Brazilians. Tristan was Tristan was talking about like every time you see her working out. Tristan was talking about every day's leg day at some point in the workout. Yeah, they, well, they gonna get it in. Well, y'all gonna have ass abs and nothing else. <laughs> God damn! Every, everybody's that's why I say gender wars be damn. Everybody's out here just doing it wrong just on some level. Doing it wrong, man. Um, but that's okay. I, one step at a time. Outside just opened. Gotta give everybody a little grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is episode 146. Hall up in your mix. 
146, baby. We we back. Um, how was your week, D. Randall? It was good. Uh, took my niece to see Black Widow on Friday. Hey. You know, got to see my my ceramic porcelain goddess. Oh, my the, uh, my alabaster queen. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> my ethnically ambiguous <laughs> in her mind. Um, Bay. Take her, you know, possible last stand is the eponymous Black Widow. Man, you know what? For all that shit people talk, and for I mean, for all the shit we talk, um, Scarlett Johansson isn't she like in her forties? She's up there. No, she's she's fine. All like uh, I'm telling you, that Marvel money, they have a Captain America serum. They yeah, have to. It's called being rich. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, ask Chris Rock, Chris Rock about it. <laughs> Chris Rock, he not diesel or nothing, but he been the same size his whole career. He started off as Pookie. This is true. If that doesn't tell you what money can do for you, I don't know what does. I I knew what was up. I knew what was up with the Marvel upgrade when we saw what's his name Kumail. Yeah, from Silicon Valley. Yeah, all of a sudden he was diesel. Sure, no, there are no steroids involved in that. <laughs> no human growth hormone. That whatsoever. was an argument on Twitter too. They were talking. They were. They were like, "Look, all of y'all can't just be up in Diesel, because uh, you know what's her name um, from Thor, the Nat- girlfriend, uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Apparently, she's supposed to be a little Diesel for Love and Thunder. Well, you know, I mean, that's not a. But that's not a a high bar to clear. Because yeah. Natalie Portman's like ninety pounds soaking wet. Right. So she can she can get a little the upgrade gonna come a little fast. Yeah. It's you know like, what I'm saying? Like when old girl from Tomb Raider got diesel for Tomb Raider. Like, she did get diesel for Tomb Raider. Yeah. They trying to bring that shit I look, I am not gonna this we're not starting here. She got regular unleaded. She didn't even really <laughs> diesel. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it was in the back muscles. Yeah, you know. You know, and you ain't standing next to nobody but Walton Goggins. So <laughs> you know, you ain't gotta look that diesel, motherfucker. No, no hate on the god. I, I will say, all respect to Walton Goggins, not getting nearly what he's worth out here. <laughs> yeah, taking these, but he knows he's taking bullshit. Yeah, he knows he's taking bullshit. He was in the Mel Gibson movie. <sighs> Remember when we covered that? Oh yeah, where he was like Liam Neeson, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Mel was at the fight last night. For no, again, what else does he have to do? N- not a damn thing. There's not enough anti-Semitism to go around for him, I guess. <laughs> um, my week was all right. Um, oh uh, well, possibly. I, I never jinx it. I never jinx it until the first day of work <laughs> is done. But I got a job. Airhorn. Yeah, I got a job. What? Uh. Will probably not interfere with this project. I, I realize in the interview how seriously I take I, I take this show, this podcast, this project because I I actually asked about having other ventures outside of work, which they were very cool about. It's like, oh no, 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 no. It, everybody here's got something. And, you know, if you don't and you end up getting a, a, another thing that you feel like is going to be, you know, vital vital or helpful to your your life advancement or whatever, coming out of the pandemic, this company's fine. 
They also haven't heard this podcast. They also have not heard this podcast. And I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't think I'm going to reveal it to no, them. No, you should not. I, given, given the clientele I'm going to be working with, I, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it, it would have to be some cool-ass people behind the scenes yeah. to reveal that. Mm, uh, but gainful employment. Let's go. Um, you know, but don't hesitate to donate to this podcast. You can go on opinionswhileblack.com yep. and click the donate button and donate to it could be a dollar it could be whatever donate to making this a better podcast because liquor is not getting cheaper you could just, we need an app where we just have an open drink tab and people just close it out <laughs> for us you know? if you really want to donate just close yes. out the drink tab yes I love it um, we're going to go ahead and start off with love giving flowers ah. where they deserve to be um, to how how did we pronounce her name? Zaila Avant Garde. That is an amount to some. If that ain't a, uh, and I'm going to amount to something name. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is. Like your last name is Avant Garde. Yeah, how do you exactly? How do you how do you not amount to something? You can't that, fuck up with a last name like that. That's a pedigree name. You know, <laughs> that's a name you get. To, somebody in your family does something to where you get to talk shit about it in common conversation. Mm-hmm. You know you know who also has this? John David Washington. I remember yeah. that you remember that that interview where they were like, "So what's it like, you know, the pedigree, the family pedigree being the son of Denzel Washington?" And he goes, "Excuse me, son of Denzel and Paulette Washington, yeah. who is a classic who is a, also a classically trained musician. Thank you very much." Yeah. <laughs> you got to say the whole name, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Zaila Avant Garde won the national spelling bee at 14. Mm-hmm. But what's fucked up to me, and I didn't realize this first, until Randall sent it to me. First African American. First African American, not even just African American woman, first African American, I believe. Period. To win the national spelling bee. Yeah. She is the real Aquila out here. I didn't make it past the second round in elementary. <laughs> I didn't get past the tryouts, and I was the best speller in my class. Like I knew I was a writer from day one. I I, I used to tell people I just had to. Power. I could just see the word when you mm-hmm. when you pronounced it uh, when you when you said it or pronounced it. And I just said to myself, "I'm gonna go all the motherfucking way," and I didn't yeah. get out of the class <laughs> spelling bee. I made it out of the class. I made it to the school. Where we were in the cafetorium, and I got one right and then one wrong, and then I was sitting my ass down. Man, and you know what pissed me off the hardest was that the the winner only got to the it only got to the school spelling bee, uh, the school finals because she cried. Not mm-hmm. only because she cried, and, and I and we ended up being good friends after this. But no, keep it real. <laughs> she, they gave her a word she didn't know, and she broke down crying, and they let her through to the next round. What? Bessie Blair, bro. I love her to death. I, I no, I love her to death, and I, you know, I, we were kids, so you, holding something against somebody as a kid. Can we get her on this podcast? I doubt it. I well, I have to. I'll look her up. Maybe. 
I'll look her up. Because we could have a spelling bee right here and settle that <laughs> shit. <now. laughs> God damn. Come see me. <laughs> Y'all didn't even go to school together. <laughs> Don't matter. You're going to cry during the spelling bee. I went to a white school, Randall. You, you, you know what the vibes are. Spell white fragility. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All, all love and respect to Betsy. With due respect. All due respect. Um, uh, <laughs> we, we, have to, we have more white uh, listeners somehow for some reason. <laughs> So every now and then we have to explain that we are just talking shit. We are. <laughs> For the most part. Zayla Avant-Garde, what gets me about her, and I didn't learn this until Randall sent it to me this morning, spelling is not even the hypest shit about her at 14. Like, he sent me a, he sent me a video of this chick fucking on a unicycle. Yeah. Juggling dodgeballs, my nigga. Dribbling four dodgeballs and like four tennis balls while riding a unicycle. At 14. She has three Guinness records for, for dribbling. At 14, bro. At 14. Uh, shout out to everyone reminding me that I wasn't shit. Not a di- not, I wasn't worth a damn. I was at home beating off the Baywatch. Wow. I was. Wow. Um. Well, because they had just got the black girl on. Okay, I was... Pamela well, Anderson was leaving, and they just got the black girl. I, Tracy Bingham, that's what her name was. My family just got a Nintendo, so I was deep in Super Mario Brothers. Oh, man. Fuck it, with me. Oh, okay, that's the age divide. I was... Let's see, what was, what was I playing at 14? Yes, I'm old. 14, I think I had just got the PlayStation 1. I was running the board on Bowser. I, was, I, I, was, I had just got the PlayStation 1, and I was playing the sampler... Remember when game systems used to give you a fucking sampler? The one with, uh, what was that, Run Out, Burnout? Ooh. Something like that. It was a racing game. Yeah, it's like a space racing game. Yeah, it was, a, it was a few joints on there that I would just play for shits and giggles. Um, and, they, and, I got a, and my dad bought me a game, Spawn the Eternal. Spawn had a video game out. It was, his first, it was the first video game. Uh, if you don't know who Spawn is, congratulations. Uh, you made it through the 90s unscathed as a comic book reader. But um, Spawn had a video game, and it was so bad. It was so bad. They wanted to, it was like they wanted to make a fighting game, and they wanted to make Streets of Rage all in one, and the graphics were just beyond basic. Yeah, that's that sampler. Yeah. He looked it up. I, that's that sampler. I remember that shit. It was a racing game and something else. Yeah, it's going to bother me because I, I I can't remember the name of the game, but it all, it also doesn't matter right now, dang it. Um, let it go. But that's where we were at 14. Meanwhile, this chick is on. But then again, we have to give ourselves a little grace. When we talk about what we weren't doing at 14, we have to offer ourselves just a little bit of grace off of the fact that mm-hmm. social media was not a thing. Oh, they had yeah, they had Twisted Metal. That's right. They had Twisted Metal. Twisted on Metal, there. Mortal Kombat 3. Um, Twisted Metal. We didn't have like good. we didn't have social media. Like now social media is a part of people's everyday life and it's easy to be at home and make a platform off of some shit you do casually. Yeah. Um, not downplaying this woman's talent, this young woman's talent, 
Um, but just it, everything's a lot different now than it was. And we didn't, you know, my, my, my parents didn't know anything about being a creative. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, being a creative for me was going to my room to draw. Correct. Or in my I, I tried drawing for a while. I just, I never got it. Um, writing for me. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't know that was some shit you could just take higher. That was just some shit I was doing because I read a lot of books and comic books. And here we have a 14-year-old who not only won the National Spelling Bee, some shit I know you have to work towards. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking reading. You know what the winning word was? What was the winning word? Mariah. Are you serious? Oh, but not, not what you think. It, it was, it's pronounced Mariah. Okay. And when she asked for clarification, she said, because you know you have to be careful about how you ask questions for help. Correct. And she said, would this happen to be the name of a person uh, or, or a derivative of a name of a person? Right. And the judge says, I don't have any information here that says that. What? And she immediately knew how to spell Mariah. I'm going to spell it for you. M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. Oh my God! I, I have no idea what it is. Fuck that is that's a flower. It's a flower. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, because I because when I went to Google, okay, to make sure I was spelling the young lady's name right. Yeah, that's it why it said Mariah. All, it just, that's why it said that. It did that okay. on my computer too. If you go to Google and you put and you put in Zayla Avantgarde's name in your search. Under the search results, it's just going to have a bunch of confetti and the word Mariah, which she spelled to win all, for all the marbles. With a B. An actual B, like a buzz B. Yeah. You saw it? Yeah, that was lit. Yeah, it did that same shit. From, yeah, that was, that's lit. Google, Google getting clever as fuck. All right, damn. All right, Google. Um, but yeah. I would have been like M A R I A H Mariah. One hundred percent. One hundred. I'd have been mad to the mother. And they would be like, "Sorry, that's wrong." I'm like, "No, that's well, what you said." My dick. What are you talking about? And then I would have started crying. And then I would have wanted to yes. And they would have been like, "Okay, okay." Well, you know, go sit down, little nigger. I was saying, yeah, I was saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, all right, little boy. Snuffy you. Snuffy you. Let's get this little pale face white girl up here. Um. So yeah, salute to a fourteen-year-old. Uh, yet another fourteen-year-old that is way more advanced than we ever have been or will ever be. Has already accomplished more in life than me. Than, at, at fourteen, here I am doing a podcast. I, bruh, <laughs> do you understand? I, I was working at a bookstore. Just could not believe that Ryan Coogler had had three movies that are ninety that are ninety-five percent and up on Rotten Tomatoes before thirty. Salute to Ryan Coogler, but there's there are people in life that make you wonder, like what the fuck, what the fuck, where did it go wrong? Was I born too early or too late? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't. It, I know how I played myself, so I, it's <laughs> fine. It's whatever. Um, hopefully this goes somewhere. <laughs> um, humans ain't shit. Oh shit, we still got to do that. <laughs> um, I. You know, last last week I was real pissed about how people use the word pander or use the word simp. 
I am tired of how millennials use the word deserve. It's all because I have never heard in recent times, the only time I ever hear people use the word deserve is one, when they are douchebags, and two, when they are talking about shit that they want, shit maybe that they need. Maybe. No. Never? No? Okay, no. Shit that they want, shit that they would like, shit that looks cool, shit that they think they could keep up with the Joneses with, but they always think they deserve it. I deserve I deserve a vacation in the Maldives. I deserve a rich man. Uh I deserve I deserve a better job than this. Nigga, you, you deserve a better job than this. You've done 45 minutes of work in 8 hours. You deserve whatever you decide to do and actually work for and achieve. It's just like the people who say shit like manifest. I'm manifesting it. I'm manifesting it. It sounds like you're daydreaming and you should get off your ass and do what it is you say you're trying to achieve. Mm. That's what it sounds like to mm. me. I'm just saying. And so it's all this I deserve, I deserve. And it's always from the most insufferable, terrible ass people. I deserve. From Healing Crystal Twitter. Oh my god, oh, Healing Crystal Twitter. My god. Y'all don't t- y'all don't tip well. Chakra alignment Twitter. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> chakra alignment Twitter. Sacred pressure point Twitter. <laughs> Natal chart Twitter. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the chick that wouldn't fuck? That says she wouldn't fuck me until she saw my natal chart. Sun- I need two forms of astrology now to get some pussy. What the fuck is wrong? Sun with and moon sign Twitter. <laughs> yes. I hate that astrology has has gotten here. It can't just be I was born here. I'm a Virgo. Now you got to have a sun, a moon, an element. Your sun sign is Gemini. What's get your moon f- sign? Man, get the fuck away from like, me. I don't even know what y'all. And I don't have I don't have a problem with people that believe in this shit. But you have to understand that people who don't believe in this shit don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And y'all just y'all just speak in these absolute weird like vagaries. And just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so Virgo of you. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> well, Beyonce's a Virgo. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> or, or when some shit happens in the news, like when Joe Budden, when, when all the shit happened with Joe Budden. Well, Joe Budden's a Virgo, so that's that. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? What are you talking about? Holy shit. Tell me what it is, man. It's like y'all be mad when people ain't in the club and talk about people when they're not in the club, but y'all don't want to let us in the club and explain to us what the fuck you're talking about. The shit that pisses me off about astrology is that it doesn't require you to have an actual definitive understanding of anything. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> nope. Anybody can get on here and say some shit. When were you born? Oh, yeah? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's. Oh. I see. Well, I tell you, I'm, what is it? I'm gonna tell y'all this story. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all the story about the natal chart. I, I actually asked somebody one day. I said, "What does the position of a planet have to do with the kind of person I am?" <laughs> and nobody, and like, and, and people always get on me because I don't believe in this shit. And I don't believe in magic. There's actual science that tells you. Show me the science. So yes, show me the science. Show me the evidence that some, that magic exists. And no one has shown me a successful magic trick yet that didn't involve you doing some. Tricky David Blaine shit. I'm anyway, anyway. 
deserve is some bullshit the way y'all use it. It is. It's some bullshit. It's some shit y'all want because y'all think y'all are way better people than you actually are. This is everybody. Everyone deserves happiness, though. Everyone does deserve happiness. You deserve happiness. Everyone does. I I agree with that. Everyone deserves happiness and peace of mind. I, I feel that way. You don't deserve any physical thing, though. But you deserve a rich man. Yeah, you don't deserve that. Ask no one deserves that. Ask I a rich hope man if, he if that's what you want, I hope you get it. But deserve, I don't think that's the right word. No, I don't. I I don't. I and, and it's an and it, it it displays a level of arrogance. But maybe you deserve a rich man who doesn't pay attention to you and completely neglects you. Hey, you got to be specific. I'm just saying. You know, and so I just I think I I think all this time in the bubble and all this time has been a time where it's a time of struggle for a lot of people. You what, know? what do you truly offer them? That's that's my thing. For you to deserve these things, what do you offer? Or not even offer. What do you contribute to the space around you mm-hmm. that improves it? And again, even if you don't, I think everyone is deserving of love and everybody deserves to aspire towards a thing. But I also have to ask, who are you outside of the bullshit? Who are like what what do you stand for? Do you stand for anything other than get money? I ask people this a lot. What do you stand for that doesn't directly benefit you? And no one can answer. And these are the same people that want to want me to believe that they deserve some shit. Now, it's not my place to tell you you should or should not have it. But I am going to tell you that you're kind of an asshole. That you're kind of an asshole and want and need, I hope you get it. Deserve, I don't know. That's how I feel. Want need, I'm fine with that. Because I'm, it's not up to me to tell you that, that you shouldn't want a thing. Because that's my beef with Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. No one deserves to tell anybody what they... No one should be telling anybody what they should or should not want. Because eventually there are going to be selfish... There are going to be selfish motivations behind that. You should, you, because you're centering yourself. True. You should you oh you should want someone like me. A bitch ass nigga in one of these groups that I'm not gonna put out there really got on his own shit and was like Oz is a panderer. You should really want a nigga like me that talks to women crazy that's, all day. That's pandering. That is pandering. That is pandering. When you are centering yourself <laughs> to put someone else down, that is pandering. That's a pick me. A married pick me, by the way, but I'm not going to go into that either. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna slide one in there on that bitch ass nigga every now and then. Um, yeah, deserve is. I, I I say all that to say, want whatever you want in this life. Everybody has to have motivations. Be prepared to work for that shit, though. Need whatever it is you think you need to get by in life. Deserve is a strong word. That's all I'm saying. Strong word. Um, just something to keep in mind. Some of y'all are going to beef with me about that. Uh, I'm just going to go to the song of the week. 
and await your commentary <laughs> <laughs> with bated breath. Uh, song of the week. Uh, I actually came up with this one. I was going to go in the mailbag. Uh, I'm going to do that next week. Um, we were running a little late trying to get trying to get this show started. Um, so I picked one and ended up being a bop. <laughs> um, this is "Let Yourself Go" uh, by Sense and Noroy. With a very look, at, I would just I just want to show Randall this this cover art. <laughs> it's a kite. It's someone flying a kite. Okay. I and when you've heard the song, that's just an odd okay cover art visual to go with the song. Um, so yeah, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We'll be right back. And that was Let Yourself Go by Sense and Roy. Uh, 
If you heard a technical difficulty in the middle of that song, please disregard it. <laughs> <laughs> we are drunk, and Oz keeps forgetting that uh, he plays music through his phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, but you can listen to it uninterrupted yes, by listening can. to the Opinions While Black featured music playlist. Uh, if you are on Spotify or Apple, uh, the, the Opinions While Black featured music playlist is... Available to you. We have all kinds of goodies on there. You know, I w- so I went out. Um, I, well, I was on the way back from running errands, and I'm one of those people where if I see a store, like if I see an HEB, mm-hmm. I will do that mental inventory and probably end up buying some shit that I already have. Yeah, but I thought I needed. I thought I needed to stock up on some more vegetables. Um, I. I didn't realize I've never shopped at H-E-B. Really? All my neighboring shits for a long time Mm-mm. were Fiesta, Kroger, and Foodorama. Wow. That's all, I, that's all I had available to me in my area. H-E-B was considered fancy for a long time. Really? Because the only one I had ever been to was in a, was in a uniquely white people area. Some of that Central Market one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... No, that's that's Whole Foods light. And so I didn't know I went. And so I didn't know they had one in Meyerland because I, I, you know, I used to go to school over there. I didn't realize that they had built one over there. Yeah. So I just said, I, let me stock on some vegetables. I don't know why I shop for vegetables anywhere else. They do have a good vegetable selection. Their vegetable selection is bomb, bro. Like, I even like the way they. I even like the way they 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 cut and pack their lettuce. Like I'm start doing my shit like that from here on out, cause it was like uh, Kroger used to have certain little packets of like carrots mm-hmm. and celery and shit, and fam, they never have it now. When I try to Instacart it, HGB got all that shit and then some. Yep. So yeah, they they got me. Um, anyway, I was in there shopping, and I put on the, the playlist and just put it on shuffle. Bro, that shit is that shit is legit. That's perfect uh, grocery shopping music. That man. is grocery shopping music for your ass. I that was perfect. I not one skip. And I'm not just saying this because I because basically I curated it. <laughs> <laughs> the feature music playlist is some shit. And if you don't find something on there that that has like changed your musical taste or discovered something that you wouldn't have discovered before mm. i'm not doing my job and i know i'm doing my job uh so yeah follow us there the feature music playlist is really good you will thank me later i guarantee it what is happening this week uh oh god so the the initiative to get everybody vaccinated has ramped up a little bit oh no and by ramped up a little bit I mean, Juvenile has gotten involved. If you don't know who Juvenile is, um, you have clearly never taken it over for the 99 to 2000. Ever. Um, he did a vaccinated version of Back That Ass Up called Vax That Thing Up. I, <sighs> Juvenile has become a Biden plant. I know he has. He has. He's a Biden plant. It's even worse than that, though, man. He's he's become an app plant. <laughs> so the first time that I, I came across this song, and I was just like, let me listen to it so I could ridicule it. 
Because by the way, it's a whole song. It's a whole. It's not song. like just a commercial making fun of back that ass up. No. It's a whole song that they reworked the lyrics to. The first time I listened to it, I, I realized like, wow, I didn't I didn't hear anything in there like that would convince me to get a vaccine if I didn't get one already. Like I I didn't hear anything like here are the medical benefits of doing so and blah blah blah. And then so I went and listened to it a second time and I and I realized, oh, the whole purpose of this song is if you want to get back out there and smash, you need to get vaxxed up first. And then I noticed that it said BLK Dating presents Vax That Thing Up. That's such a generic name, too. And you know what it's, I mean, it's basically black. It's the largest dating app made for black singles. So it's like Black Planet meets Tinder, I guess. That's so, <laughs> all of that sounds so generic. It could, I feel like it could only be a Biden plan. Yeah. So in order to get black folks, so, you know, with, with black folks being so skeptical about the vaccine. All the time. The one thing that you want to capitalize is, capitalize on is, hey, I know you're trying to get back out there and fuck, right? Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, you know, you know, you need the thing back stuff, though. That'll do it. The whole song is about if you want, if you want to smash somebody, go ahead and get that, that, that Moderna. Go ahead and get that Pfizer. You're right. You're right. Because there has been a bit of a backlash, and there has been a lot of, uh, there have been people, and there are always going to be people skeptical I, I suspect there are going to be people that look back on now and just never got vaccinated and somehow have been able to skate by yeah. and brag about that shit. I survived without having to get the shot because back in my day, you were a real G. No, get the fuck out of here. Back in your day, we made fun of you. This song also features a milestone that absolutely nobody cares about. Who, Manny Fresh? No. <laughs> If you notice, Mia X is also on the song. God damn. Mia X of No Limit Records fame. As far as history can tell, this is the first time in music history that Cash Money Records and No Limit Records have collaborated. Have collaborated. Hit that with the air horns. Because if you, if you, were, if you were active actively listening to hip-hop at that time when the South was taking over... Everybody just kind of, I don't know, I always felt like that was a media made up thing. Yeah, nah. Cash money versus no limit, they one don't fuck with the other, whatever. That was real. And it, as it turns out, a lot of this shit, a lot of these beefs in the South that I thought were just media invented were hella real. Nah, this wasn't the East Coast, West Coast media. Right. <laughs> these niggas were in the same town. <laughs> and sure enough, Mia X was there. And I look, I never judge any of the women of these hip hop labels for jumping ship or being or fucking with another with, with another crew because it is well documented that in like the the mid to late 90s early 2000s even the women of those crews were not treated well no nah. Jay-Z went through a many of these women trying to make them the next thing i think i, I think all of that came from like well, Bad Boy had a pretty good success with like Lil Kim, and even she wasn't treated very well. But I think a lot of people were trying to recreate that model. Oh, nobody on Bad Boy was treated well. Let's remember that. All. <laughs> this, this is also true. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I don't. That was a that was a very random one. This 
this this I've literally not seen or heard Mia X since I got the hookup for uh, for good reason. <laughs> I mean, but shout out to her though. Like she like went to school and like got graduate degrees or some shit, and is actually good. some like an educator or something. Like she's actually done real stuff with her life. Good for her. Good for her. I like that. See, uh, see, then people talk about Megan going to school for some regular shit. And somebody else, somebody else right now is going back to school for some regular shit. But that's the that is the plan. Don't be don't get to don't get to Mia X. Don't have to go through what Mia X went through to have to turn around and go to school. Megan is you know so you know those y'all want to talk shit about Megan, but I think she's on the right track. And there's a couple of these people want to go into school on the right track. Yeah, Mia X is actually a college professor at Loyola University. Man. I mean, so she she's all right. <laughs> I would say she good, and she probably and they they probably present this to her as something fun to do to encourage people to do the right thing, so we can get back out here and get back to business. Yeah. Uh, and she probably showed up and was like, "All right, um, I gotta go get ready for the new semester." Right. <laughs> and that's probably something fun to show your students. And yeah. man, I, that shout out to Mia X for being yeah. involved with that. Yeah, you know, on something that otherwise looks like a bad Andy Samberg oh, so SNL sketch. Bad. That's Justin Timberlake came back for that sketch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of shit. Yeah, I was ready for Dick in the Box to come out of CNN. <laughs> It's my dick in a box, vaxxed up, <laughs> Oh, man, that is funny. I like that. Oh, oh, now I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm now I'm singing the remix on the way home. Um, yeah, this is... The initiative to get people vaxxed is getting a little desperate. I halfway expected Joe Biden to show up. They either going to get it or they're not. I mean, like, at this point... I was, yeah. It is what it is. Outside is kind of outside is kind of open whether the pe- whether the reasonable people have anything to say on the matter or not. Um, at this point, you know Delta variant be damned. If you catching it, you catching it, motherfucker. That's it, everybody just kind of gave up. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of where we're at. Get vaxxed, please. But I see where a lot of people have just given up on this shit. Um, what else we got? Oh. Haven't done this in a haven't done this in a few weeks. It's time for Drake Watch. What? Baby. Drake Watch, where um we talk about what Six God is doing, who Six God is doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. Um So that this is an interesting story. Because I, I think the last time we talked about Drake, he was kind of out here and about, and I thought Drake is one of those dudes who likes to court other dudes. Like, you know them niggas, and, and, and there's not there's not a lot of these niggas in existence anymore. That just they want to take you every they want to take you everywhere and expose you to some shit that you might not have been up on or whatever. Because it seems like he does that with LeBron and Michael B. Jordan a lot lately. I mean, he's been doing that with LeBron since LeBron since forever came out the gate. This is true. Yeah, and so we saw, and so we saw him at these high school games. With mm-hmm. LeBron mm-hmm. and with Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. 
chopping it up, looking like he was having. A, he, and he looks like that cornball friend. You having a good time, man? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man. This is fun, man. Yeah. Your kid's talented, man. Yeah, isn't this great? And you know, you got that friend that's just kind of yeah, it's cool, man. You got you some know? Palmer's lotion, man. <laughs> What the fuck? Your ankles are looking a little thirsty, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Baby. Oh, that's a lot of that's that's baby. That's a lot. And so and so people just assume that Drake was getting his man crush thing on. Especially since you know, Mm-mm. the only other time we've seen him is he's with baby moms. Mm-mm. Uh with baby moms with the with with the Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I was not fooled. Because on, on one of those clips, I noticed that he was sitting in the proximity of a light-skinned chick with a big forehead. Well, wait. Let me get there. Let me get there. Sorry. No, no, no. It's cool. Wait. wait. So now, over the weekend, <clears throat> we see this footage of Drake uh, apparently having rented out all of Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Uh, to sit, I guess, next to the dugout. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting placement, uh, and having dinner at a fancy with a fancy little table, um, catered looks like with a young uh, light skinned chick mm-hmm. with a big forehead mm-hmm. and hips, mm-hmm. like he likes. Yep. And this was caught on helicopter footage. I thought it was a drone. There's a helicopter footage flying over, and he's looking all shocked and get out of my business and fuck off TMZ mm. while he is sitting extra close, caking with this chick, pretending that he's listening to what she's saying. Mm. Um, and not looking at his reflection in her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and because Twitter is some detectives, they got a close look at the chick. And it turns out to be Amari Bailey's mom. What's wild is, I personally didn't even need the close look. And and by the way, for those of you that don't know who this person is, because I knew who this person was, I had never seen him. I didn't know anything about. I didn't know anything about his mother. Amari Bailey is this uh, is this high school basketball phenom uh, who looks like he is going to go full ride. Uh, going to go full ride somewhere. I, I his, has he. Has he committed to a school? I don't know. But he plays on the same team as LeBron's son. As Bronny, right. Yeah, so. So it's easy to, to think that he was just out there with LeBron hmm. supporting Bronny. Nah, once, I, once I saw the light-skinned forehead in his proximity, I was like, at the time I was like, man, I bet you that's what he's really out there for. Yeah, and, they, then, and then I saw like a photo of him talking to Amari Bailey, and I was like, mm. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga going home with her playing parent teacher conference and shit. It was, <laughs> you know, it was one of those. And that photo looked very much like, you know, I could be your dad, right? <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Like, wasn't that a wait? Wasn't that a season of ballers? What a rock! What a rock was fucking that was was fucking that chick. Yeah. The Rock was fucking that chick whose son was gonna go full ride to the pros. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Drake not slick, bro. Drake, Drake, Drake using the Rock playbook. Also, Drake called that helicopter. You think so? Yeah, he called that helicopter, man. Uh, I, I, watch, I, I bet you it's included. It's either gonna be included in his next video. Oh yeah, or in the cover art of Certified Lover Boy. 
it, it's it's on. It's brand. gonna be in a video. It's on brand. It's gonna be. I see it. It's gonna be in a video. Mm-hmm. It, 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 even though, to be fair, I feel like there's just as much possibility that that was some real shit. Because think about it. It's Dodger Stadium. The top is open. The lights are on. Mm-hmm. And news cameras really just be eye in the sky looking for some shit. If Odell Beckham was sitting there with him, then I would know it's a real date. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> Not Odell Beckham. Let me know when I'm out, when I'm out of bounds. Oh, shit. Oh, the listeners will let you know. They've been letting Randall know for the past few weeks when, when, he, is just, when he is just over the top, out of pocket. <laughs> About some shit that I didn't even remember this nigga said. I don't remember anything I say once the podcast is over. Sometimes people text me and they, they, they'll they quote some of the podcast like, ah, that was wild. I was like, what was wild? Who said exactly. that? You did. Oh, shit. The, <laughs> what, what, what was it in reference to? Bro, they, they got on you when you said Wendy Williams looked like Tara Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! One of my friends texted me when you when you call a steamboat Willie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but am I lying? Uh, yeah, shout out to Epic Mickey's trash ass. We'll get to her later. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, so I maybe this is an album rollout. But the thing is, and that's and that's why I like about Drake is that his like his team is so on point. That even if it's not a rollout, they can flip it yeah. to where you don't know the difference. They can flip it to where, well, whatever. When certified lover boy coming out, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I like that, and I like that because not only because we have to remember, not only is he selling the album, there's like apparel, like he's got like certified lover boy mm-hmm. apparel coming out. Yeah. Now, will I be buying any of that shit? Just off of the way the logo certified lover boy looks, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But that's a hell of a rollout, and I guess and you might have to step it up a little bit when you got that kind of rollout coming. I could see, I could see this footage on a, like a commercial for certified lover boy apparel. I think there's a yeah. fragrance too. You got pre- you got to appreciate the flex though, man. What is that? What does that fragrance smell like? Like what do I always wonder about? What do light skinned people look for? It smells like it smells like uncalloused hands. <laughs> <laughs> it just oh. smell, smells like gentle whispers. It smells like I moisturize regularly. <laughs> um, somebody brought this up on Twitter. I mean, this is not something to spend too much time on, but somebody brought this up on Twitter. How do you think of verses? Just just musically, not necessarily all that presentation and performance mm-hmm. bullshit. A versus between Kanye and Drake would go. Cause there are people that really feel like Kanye would just smash Drake. It would be divisive. It would uh, be very divisive. And, and if we're talking just musically, yeah, it'd be very divisive. If we're talking about actual presentation, it would be unbearable. Oh yeah. No, I'm not I would never watch that. I would never watch it. That's why I said, let's leave all the Pomp and circumstance out of it. Yeah. Musically, that would be super divisive, but it would also be entertaining. Yeah. I like, mean, I I wouldn't need Drake or Kanye present for that. No. Nah. 
Like if you just want to go And not even See and I would even think Not even hit for hit Per se Because Drake and Kanye Are at a level Where the majority of tracks On their albums Are memorable who Up has, to a point Who has the most annoying fan base? Kanye Yeah Yeah That's That is not even That's not a contest yeah, because right. there are niggas that go up for Drake that don't ne- aren't necessarily as vocal about going up for Drake. Yeah, all the Kanye fans need you to know how hard they go up for Kanye at all times. They need they need to let you know how he changed their lives and ours and ours according yeah. to them. Yeah, he changed music forever. All that shit, and I would ride with them up to a point. Like at like up to like my dark twisted fantasy, and the Kanye fans want want you to know that Kanye was life changing even after my dark twisted fantasy, and he wasn't. Mm. You know, and that's and I think that's part of it. Who has the most bops? I feel like Kanye has the most bops that open up from the from the first five seconds get you excited. Now, Kanye. Now, Drake got some. Drake got some hits, hit hits, crossover hits. It ain't gonna be a lot in Kanye's bag if you just want to talk about hits. That's gonna get with Hotline Bling. Everybody going up for Hotline Bling. Yeah. Um, however, there are like Kanye has those strong artistic bags. When you play Runaway. And, and you're trying to figure out what he's going to play next. And all you hear is boom, boom, boom. Everybody's going nuts. Yeah. Everybody's losing their shit. When you hear, oh, hey, oh, everybody's losing their shit. Shout out to Symbolic One. Everybody's going to go crazy. I don't want to talk about Kanye anymore. <laughs> notice, notice, I stopped saying anything. <laughs> notice, I stopped saying anything about him. Just like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I just somebody brought it up on Twitter. Is he gonna play like, anything from Jesus is King or whatever the name I, of that album was? I hope not. I, he will. That's why I say I would if like I would want representatives. I like get a super fan. Of each, oh no, Mm-mm. to play their hits. Super fans might be worse than the actual artists themselves. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I just, I would just want that would be one of the times where I would want a verses from people that know music that uh, where I just don't want Kanye or Drake involved yeah. in that. I feel you. You know, so yeah, I just, I thought that was an interesting conversation. But actually, seeing as how they kind of got beef with each other. I do want to see that. Oh person. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, Drake may or may Drake may or may not have uh, smashed Kim. Smashed Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right okay. around right around the corner and calabash her ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, if we didn't ha- if we didn't have uh, uh, the the algorithms to face, that would be the name of this podcast. <laughs> calabash her ass. I love it. Um. Yeah, that is true. They I do. They did have a little static. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually want to see that versus now. That that would be a very interesting versus. Like I like I like I want to like I want to like I want a Kanye fan 
I mean, I, I fuck with both a little bit. I want to. I would want a Kanye fan to come in here and go hit for hit with me. Mm-mm. Not here. They can have Not to, here. They can do it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Kanye fan. You, Kanye super fans in my career. You just you just can't ever say his name. Uh, him. You can't ever. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Look at that. Not Voldemort. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Um. I yeah, this is a pretty eventful Drake watch. Um. Did you hear the Snow album? Snow Allegra. Yeah. 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 It's pretty dope. I I really enjoyed that actually. Yeah. I did. Um. I have to say, and it snuck up on us too. Like yeah. they kind of snuck that one out. Yeah, it's and it's it's dope because it's like a summertime version of what she normally does. Correct, exactly. So yeah, a little bit more upbeat, a little bit warmer. Yeah, yeah. You like instead of putting that on at the crib to get the to get the vibe right, mm. you put that on the car. Yeah, you put that on the, in the car on the way to the car wash or some shit. You know. Correct. Yeah. Um, you want that playing when you pick her up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I was really surprised. Uh, we talked about this, but I I was really surprised by how much I liked the Tyler collabs. Yeah, I was surprised at how many there were, and uh, especially the, the in the moment one was dope. Um, Tyler's in his bag right Tyler now. Tyler is really in his bag, man. I'm really impressed right now um, with where he is artistically, um, and where I, it, which is which is a big thing to say because I feel like. Where he's come from artistically was impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, for as weird as them niggas is, and you know, lawyer squad be damned. Our future is some of the most creative motherfuckers out here. Yeah, them are some of the weirdest, most creative motherfuckers out here. With an asterisk for Earl Sweatshirt. <laughs> I can't, man. I just, I can't with, I can't with that shit. I know I talked bad about him last week. I just can't. That's Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt looks like the dude from Hellraiser with like the chattering teeth. Just like, <laughs> I don't even know what this shit's oh, called. Shit. With no eyes, but the. <laughs> oh man! And, you know, so you know, one of our listeners, somebody got on us bad when we reviewed that album. And you said it sounded like an hour of him bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I mean, the, the Eeyore of rap is just oh. not really who I fuck with like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, fleece was white as snow. <laughs> that man's rapping like he's trying to hold his intestines back inside his body. Like, this was a story about all about how our life got flipped, turned upside down. I think it sounded like he waiting for roadside assistance. <laughs> y- y'all, y'all gonna hate me this week. <laughs> Some of your face. Oh my god! Uh, you got paper all of your. Got paper you on my face. Oh, you good shit. now? <laughs> oh Jesus! So yeah. 
But yeah, the Snow, the Snow album went off, man. Like I like that was a vibe, and I I, I like. Yeah, shout out to Mark Fury. He would call it millennial music, but I I was I was on a I don't know I was on one of these little like IG R and B is here to stay uh, R all hail R and B um, IG things where they just play random remember this joint from Tank or whatever. By the way, it seems like Tank is on all of, is following all of these. <laughs> it's following all of these and just has random shit to say. And the and the guy was kind of get off on get off my lawn about how there's not a, enough songwriting going on in 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 this lane mm-hmm. of R and B anymore, which I think is just a stupid. I think that's just a stupid commentary. I think anybody who says oh songwriting's dead or whatever, I hate that kind of shit. The internet is too big for that shit, and it's too big for Tank to be co-signing these dumbass hot takes. Um, Snow Allegra is proof of this. I think if you really listen to like her, if you listen to if you listen to her, mm-hmm. if you listen to Kaylani, that is not true. Right. And I think the songwriting, I think the songwriting is hella strong on the Snow album. Um, I, this, this is a dude whose musical comp- contribution is doing push-ups. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck about Tank. And Tank is too. I feel like at some point you get a little too old in the in the lane that you're in to be trying to to be trying to act like elder statesmen now. Like the the album before last, this thing had a song with Chris Brown. And someone else half his age called hashtag B Day. Hashtag birthday. Something like that. And the shit just sounded like he was too old to be on this shit. Ain't he the only one like from the Tyrese tank and whoever else tour that still that, gotta gotta do music? Yeah, he's the only one from the from the Tyrese tank genuine group that probably isn't in like rehab right now, wow. so I'm I'm just saying, um, he you know and and it, and it goes to show not to get off on a tangent about Tank, but shout out to my sister Latanza. She always said the problem with him is that he does not have an identity as far as R and B goes, and he only just gotten he only just got an identity when all of his when all of his music was just wall to wall fuck music. Yeah, his identity was I can't keep a shirt on. I can't keep a shirt on it. Like, like if Tyrese was shaving his was shaving his wife's his, his wife's twat, he was probably doing it to a Tank album. Like that's that's the music you shave your girl's pubes to. Now Tyrese was definitely doing it to his own music. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be weird. Or he was, he, or he was doing it to a loop of like Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Because he's still obsessed with the rock. <laughs> Apparently, him and him and Tyrese have buried that, which is easy because you know they don't work together anymore. That ain't shit for rock. Tyrese yeah. was what he needed to bury it. <laughs> and according to Tyrese, they're good or whatever. I bet. I bet. I bet they are. He needs it to be good. You know. And you know what? Speaking of speaking of that, just on a side note, because I don't think we talked about this. Apparently, according to Vin Diesel, 
he said that the reason him and The Rock fell out was because he felt like The Rock wasn't taking wasn't taking it serious enough acting wise on set. Yeah, he wanted him to dial up the performance. Imagine, I know I know what you're saying. Imagine like the worst actor. Imagine the nigga who played Groot. Going around treating everybody like like Michael Jordan on the championship bulls. Yeah, that's right. I- imagine, imagine Vin Diesel being the Kobe of that situation. That would be like Common teaching me how to method act. <laughs> With AI, you can fly. <laughs> you saw how I put my arms up when I said fly? That's method acting. If you didn't get it, I was a bird. Like, remember Jimmy, like, remember when Jimmy Butler apparently just showed up and schooled everybody and walked out and told the, and told the GM to suck his dick? Yeah. Imagine Vin Diesel <laughs> coming on set. And try to and try to convince everybody of some real shit, and tell the Rock to suck a dick and leave. His emotional range is I'm awake, <laughs> bro. What you got to do, bro, is you got to show your range, man. You can tell, and you can tell, you can tell we're at a point where Vin Diesel is trying to cash out and disappear forever. He got one more Fast and Furious on the books. He's had plenty of time to do that, and he still won't. Well, because he's only realizing just now he's about to be washed. He's got one. Have you seen all those memes about him talking about him and the family shit? Bro, he got one more Fast and Furious movie on the books. They say he's about to finally shoot Riddick 4. Why? Because, because uh, to be fair, that's one of those, what do they call them? Cult classics? Oh, yeah. They, everybody just wants to see the movie so they know where Riddick, the, Riddick's home planet, and we can move on. Pitch Black was a cult classic. The rest, Pitch was, Black was the fucking truth. The rest was unnecessary. So, I I'm admitting this on air. Oh, I am a Riddick fan. Chronicles of Riddick was ridiculous, but I love it for how ridiculous and stupid it was. The third Riddick movie, if you just want to remake Pitch Black. I kind of fucked with it. It was it, it was pitch black with much bigger names like Batista. I forgot there was a third one. Yeah, it was it was essentially the same. It was essentially the same thing. All the characters from Chronicles of Riddick basically kicked him out of that storyline and sent him back to a fucked up planet mm. with mo- with night monsters and shit. <sighs> that was it. So it essentially ended up being like. The second movie turned me into a bitch and I got to get all my superpowers back. I'm constantly reminded I'm trying too hard to be good at what I do. And I just need to just do it, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though, man. I'm serious. I, I honestly need to stop being so critical of things. And, and just, just get out there? Just fucking do it, man. Bro, I told you. I told you on air. when I was. It had to have been the first ten episodes of this podcast. I don't remember any of that shit. <laughs> right. It... When I heard an episode of Brilliant Idiots mm-hmm. where Charlemagne was paying was, was paying his phone bill on air, <laughs> I 
I knew it was time for us to, to do. We fuck it, do whatever, do right. it, just, just, just fucking do it. That has always been my measuring stick. And Charlemagne is one of the is one of the most is one of the most well paid, well compensated people in black hip hop media. Yo, know, somebody I forgot who put that up there. The the Mount Rushmore of black hip hop media, and it was like. And it was like Charlemagne, Joe Budden, like academics and someone else. We also need a new analogy besides Mount Rushmore. Like, yeah, we, we need something else. Considering, considering the history, yeah. considering how we're not really just going up so hard for America now, yeah. maybe we need a new thing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And, and also we need new representatives for the Mount Rushmore of black hip-hop media. <laughs> if Joe Button and Charlemagne are the measuring stick, I don't know. That's I don't a, know what we're going to do. It's also a very unnecessarily specific Mount Rushmore. Yeah. By the way, what were we talking about? Because we've gone on like our a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I think. I think whatever. I think we've. Well, no. I no. We just. I, I just on a side note. I was okay. like, Vin Diesel and The Rock and whatever. The so. Actually, we could do another episode. The price just went up. Oh, okay. Let's go. Misha Green. Yeah. Um, the, for those who don't know, for those who don't who don't know, Misha Green is uh, the, the was the showrunner behind the now defunct Lovecraft Country. Um, and we reported on how Misha Green, um, was um, that uh, Lovecraft Country didn't get renewed. Right. Uh, everybody was upset. Everybody thought that was a done deal. Uh, everybody who was on that show made just scheduled time to go back and film that because they just knew it was coming back. HBO did not renew it. Um, we had a few things to say about how maybe that doesn't need a second season, even though I thought the ideas going into that were lit. Mm-hmm. Um, Misha Green, and it seemed like Misha Green was taking it in stride. Um, we know why now because she ended up uh, ending her production deal with HBO and has moved to Apple. Let's go. Listen, first of all, hit her with the air horns. Actually, go ahead and hit her with the air horns again. <laughs> uh, snatch you in on that uh, rest in peace Steve Jobs money. Yeah. Because um, we know they're not putting it into the new iPhones. We know that. Mm. We know they're not putting it into the new iPhones because they ain't innovated shit. They might, I mean, they're making better cameras, so good for them. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So are camera makers. You you know what you you are a, you are an iPhone user. I am. I'm have one, have one they the, made any real technological strides? I am one of the chosen few. Yes, um, chosen few. Here's where Apple gets you. If you look around, you notice that I have a number of Apple products. This is true. Where they get you is they they create the ecosystem where where all your shit talks, and ah. and it's 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 very convenient and easy. Right. Sure. Um, have they innovated? <laughs> like, are they doing anything that anyone else isn't doing? I also don't look for that in a phone. Well, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Honest. That's fair. No, no, that's fair. Like one of one of my one of my cousins who's who's been an avid Android um, user for years, and he's like, "Look, man, you know, I can customize this and that. The way that it does file storage is completely different. You know, I have folders. You know, I have a SIM card. I can do this. I can do that." 
you know, I could even like I have mine basically modded out to work like an actual computer right now. So I could I was like, dude, on the cool. It's it's a phone. And I just needed to do like phone shit. The shit that I needed to do. Right. And, you know, I look at Instagram on the toilet. So Fair enough. Um Fair enough. Uh so I don't I don't really I don't really You don't need the ecosystem per se. Well, I enjoy the ecosystem. I just don't need it to be fully customizable and modded out. And for all the things that Android users who don't have FaceTime um, like to say about Android phones. I, it, I've never understood the phone wars. I, I like Android more, really more than anything. I like Samsung more than I like just specifically Android. You would understand if you spent most of your life in a blue chat and then all of a sudden that shit turned green, then that, you would understand. Is that, the, is that the disconnect between? Yes. Ah, okay. It's a, so is that what everybody's talking about with the fucking green bubbles? Yes. Okay. When, you, right. when you live a life of blue yeah. and all of a sudden you see that green shit. And that's what it's like to talk to an Android person? Oh, man. It's like talking to somebody from the north side. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Notice now. all notice all my text messages with you are very short. Yeah. My that's shit is fair. like, okay. I've noticed that you can like I it doesn't show up on my phone, but you can like emoji me. Yeah. Like you can you know, it says it says Randall liked it I your like comment. I like the comment, but you don't know which one I like because it doesn't put the emoji right on the comment. Like Well, it, no no no. What it does is if I said if I said Yo, these niggas is bugging. It'll say, Randall liked, quote, yo, these niggas is bugging. Mm-mm. No, you got to put the and emoji. the whole message. No, you don't need to be repeating what I said. <laughs> just, just put the emoji right on the comment itself. You out here dry snitching on me. So, all that to say, Misha Green is over at Apple now. Man, we keep going on these 10. No, no, no. That's yeah. what, that's what they, it, it, honestly, that's what they come here for, apparently. Because I hear more about the tangents than the, than the, than the topics. <laughs> the actual right content. We're just going to do an all-tangent episode. <laughs> I guess so. We're just going to show up one day and just start talking. Episode 150, we're just going to start talking. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to end up like that regardless. Yeah. We're going to be fucked up in here. Um, but Misha Green goes over to Apple. Is this bringing... Well, is this bring? Oh, you have Apple, don't you? Of, of course. Like, you have Apple TV. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can answer this question then. Mm-hmm. Is this bringing me over to Apple TV? No. Not yet. Unless, now, if she says, hey, guess what? We bringing back Lovecraft Country. It's going to be on Apple TV. I'm going to have my ass over at Apple TV. You got some things to think about. I, I, that's a decision. Yeah, I mean. But as for right now, if they just put her on the new season of C, no, I'm not doing that. Or the, <laughs> or the, or the, new, epi- or the new episodes of Defending Jacob? No, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to follow a creator to a to a streaming platform if I'm not on it. Which, God damn it, I'm already on all of them. But doesn't it feel like you're just on? All, you're just on everything, like yeah. at some point or another. Between the ones that I actually pay for and the ones that I share, <clears throat> agreed. Borrow. Yeah, same. Now, one thing I will say about this: um, what's what's promising about this is that it highlights a trend that I've noticed with black creators lately, especially black women creators. Right. With with her, Ava, Shonda, Shonda Rhimes, you know, when they leave one spot, 
the next spot is ready with the wheelbarrow of cash. They move directly the fuck around. Yeah. And somebody is more than willing to hand them the bag. Yep. So that's, you know, shout out to them for, for doing that, for, for, for proving their value, proving their worth, and getting the bag. And leveraging that shit. And let me tell you something. As somebody that's always kind of been in the lower part of the working class, leveraging your, leveraging your worth is a new concept to me. Because I didn't know until the past two years or so that people were going to job interviews and negotiating their salary. Yeah. I, I, mean, I go to a job and I just hope for the best. Like you go, like regular niggas, you go to a job and be like, well, well we can start you Monday. This is what we're paying. Bet. Bet. I'm in. That was, that was it. That was the, at the at the bookstore, it just happened to be more money than I had ever made in my life, which is the case now with this new job. Yeah. So I was like, bet. When they told me what the when this new job told me what they were paying as the starting, yeah. I pleasantly shake that that beautiful hiring manager's hand, walked out of the store, called my Uber, and proceeded to cry. Damn. I, starting? Excuse me? Let's and go. y'all just had to have me over here? Fine. Hit me with the air horns, actually. <laughs> Jesus. But that's what happens now. And, and I'm glad that a culture is being created mm-hmm. around the price going up yep. on personal value. And I turned down a couple, of, a, a couple of joints that were just not where I wanted to be. And I feel justified in that now in going to a job that I didn't know was going to pay me that Mm -hmm. and decided that with all my longevity at other places I was worth that that makes me feel okay about 10 plus years of of sales and retail yeah and I wow so yeah I, I I love that from top to bottom because of this pandemic, a lot of people are reassessing what worth is and reassessing that it's okay to define your own worth and hold out until you get that shit. Because I'm not used to I'm not used to that. You pay. Look, this is where we at. This is the kind of jobs you're getting. And this is what you're going to get paid for. Mm-hmm. It. That's where I come from. And. Knowing what I know now about about how the economy works and how a lot of these companies be out to fuck you, hearing stories like Misha Green, where you're not appreciated somewhere else and somebody else is happy to take you, mm. that's the dream. That's the motherfucking dream. That's the American dream. We're going to get into that a little later, too. <laughs> that's what happens when the price goes up, man. Um, so, shout out, salute to Misha Green. Hit her with the air horns again. Mm. Um, hopefully good things at Apple. I have not seen anything happening on Apple that makes me want to go over there and watch anything. I don't want to see a mo- I don't want to see a show about where about Jason Momoa and niggas who are blind fighting a bunch of ni- a bunch of blind niggas fighting. If everybody's blind, how do we know we're not killing each other? How do we know we're not killing other good guys? Ah, what that, the fuck? That's the rub. That's a that's a wild <laughs> rub. 
That's a that's a huge plot point. I'm just saying. Ted Lasso is a very good show, though. Very funny. Show. Who is it, Ted Lasso? Um, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with that. It's a good show. I fuck with that. Have you watched the Chris Evans joint? Is that Defending Jacob? I have not. I have no interest in watching it. Okay, I'm curious to see Chris Evans doing dramatic shit. If he's not throwing a shield. <laughs> I'm currently not interested in Chris Evans. So you haven't seen Knives Out? I take it back. I I, I saw Knives Out. Okay, okay, so that's so that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just curious to see now that now that Chris Evans has made his bread and butter on a very very specific bag. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see him moving around. Yeah. To other bags, so I haven't watched Knives Out yet, but I'm going to because I know they're doing a Knives Out too. Yeah, Defending Jacob just doesn't seem like the type of thing that I would be interested in. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, these, I, these, that's true. These white family dramas are, you know, they they're a dime a dozen nowadays, and I got to kind of pick and choose. And I, I really only hop on them when enough people have said I need to see it. So like when Mayor of Eastwood was popping and people yeah. were like, you got to see it. I was like, all right, I'll see it. Yeah, I did talk up Mayor of Eastwood. That's true. Big Little Things, when that was popping, I was like, all right, I'll see it. Yeah. Nobody said anything about defending Jacob. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, that was one of the things that put me off about it. It looked good production-wise, mm-hmm. and Chris Evans looked like he was trying in it, but I... I don't know about making we need to talk about Kevin into a genre of movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that always bothered me about that movie. <laughs> these little white, these little white kids wilding out, yeah, wilding out and die over it, and there's still a whole movie about people, the people, the five people in a whole town who feel sorry for this motherfucker. Mayor of Eastwood. <laughs> That's exactly Mayor of Eastwood. Wow. Um, shit. I talked about this on this podcast. Dear Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. have you seen the synopsis to that shit? I've seen the synopsis. Fam, these white kids is wild. A kid died. A kid died tragically. Mm-hmm. And a little and some and some guy pretends to have been his best friend at school despite not knowing him to get some pussy. Did it pay off? I have no idea. I've never seen the end. I've okay. only heard some of the soundtrack because it's a musical. Oh. It's a Broadway thing. That's right. Um, not interested. I, well, I don't think it's going to be... The movie's going to be musical. But it, come, it, it's, it derives from a, a book and a Broadway thing. I don't think there's any way it won't be a musical. Yeah, that's true. Too. Name one musical adapted to a movie that wasn't a musical. And they're going to have a dude from Pitch Perfect. I already know. I already know what's going to happen. I hate musicals. <laughs> I like, well, okay, I like musicals. I, like, I, I fuck with Rent. The, the last musical I liked, I think, was Grease. No shit. Well, I was in show choir. I grew up in show choir, so I I was kind of required to like musicals oh. and like Disney sing along musicals and mm. shit. Like that was our that was our bag. Disney, I don't count. No, like Pixar cartoon shit. I, 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 I'll fuck with those. Well, I mean, when I say Disney sing along shit, I'm talking about pre Pixar, like Aladdin, like that kind of shit. But animated, right? Yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah. I can't deal with live action musicals. I'm not. I, no, I'm. Not, I, well, I'm not doing live action Disney musicals. Uh, Aladdin was the line. I, I was just curious about Will Smith and Guy Ritchie doing some shit. I, I draw the line at that. 
I'm not doing that. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. That so when so everybody talking about Chloe Bailey. Is it Chloe that's the Little Mermaid? I think it's Hallie. It's Hallie. It's oh, okay, young, no, I definitely don't one. give a shit. I I don't. It's the one that people are not looking at in her underwear. Oh, okay, then I I double don't give a shit. Um, Umar Johnson. We got Umar Johnson news. Uh, our our least favorite human being on the fucking planet. So I just wanted to talk about this because I think it's nasty, and I and I always want to. I try to. Want, I really try, want to try to push something in podcast related. Um, Umar Johnson was scheduled to do a interview. On the Donnie Houston podcast, for those of you who don't live here in Houston, mm-hmm. Donnie Houston is definitely is a well, I, I don't know about former, but he's a DJ. He's a DJ, and uh, he has a platform that is actually on its two year anniversary. So hit him with the air horns. <clears throat> and uh, for two years, he has taken a lot of those connections and a lot of that. Being adjacent to the industry and building those relationships um, into a podcast that very much highlights local Houston talent, local Houston people. Gerard from Exotic Pop, shout out to my shout out to my little brother, was on there, um, and he really feels strongly about highlighting Houston culture. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to have Umar interviewing. On his, uh, he was supposed to be interviewing Umar on his podcast. Um, I don't know if it was in person or remotely. I got the impression it was remote. Umar canceled like an hour before the interview was supposed to happen. Mm. <clears throat> Already a little nasty. That's very professional. But he did that, according to him, according to Donnie, who wanted to be very transparent. He said that Umar didn't think that Donnie's following was big enough for him to be doing that show. That's that's a nasty thing that I'm not surprised to hear from someone from, from someone in the in the business. But it's particularly nasty to me because you said that to him an hour before doing the interview that you agreed to do. That's where it gets super nasty to me. And don't get me wrong. It's Umar. So I expect peak nastiness from Umar. Because with Umar, with Jermaine, um, nasty is the starting point. But then in the same 24 hours he cancels and Donnie and and Donnie very, very graciously to his credit explain the full uh, disclosure of why Umar canceled I said to myself first of all Donnie is a better nigga than me and for those of you who are non-black when niggas say you're when niggas say you a better man than me what we're saying is that wouldn't have happened on my watch because Donnie kept it moving and was very much, well, you know, that's the business. That's how these things work. Uh, no hard feelings. Because if Umar had canceled an hour before an hour before the podcast on Opinions Wild Black, <laughs> I guarantee you the next episode going to be the fuck Umar Johnson show. <laughs> we leaning into this nigga for two hours. 
Maybe three. <laughs> the whole soundboard going to be Umar. <laughs> We're going to be playing all diss songs. We're going to be playing No Vaseline, Second Round Knockout. It's going to be all beef. I'm going to be leading into this nigga for a solid two hours getting wasted. Shots every every hour. And Donnie handled it very graciously. But what was really fucked up was that in the same 24 hours, he announces that he was going to be in Houston for a lecture at the Shrine of Black Madonna. So let me get this straight. You canceled on Donnie an hour before the shit. And again, I I don't know Donnie. I you know, for all I know, they had a falling out and a shouting match right before. <coughs> I'm just going off of the information that I've been given. This nigga basically canceled to big up another appearance he was making. He canceled on a nigga for hype. Yeah. He canceled on a nigga for hype. He canceled on Donnie for hype to get people hype about coming to the Shrine of Black Madonna. And honestly, you have to do something to get people hype about coming to the Shrine of Black Madonna. Um, And this nigga showed up in his finest cult clothes. The finest cult clothes that Rainbow had to offer. And cape for Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was just a nasty week for Umar all around. And and by the way, this is the most this is the highest Umar is ever gonna get. Yeah. I mean it's The Breakfast Club and Talking to Vlad. I think he's talked to Vlad. Of course. Everyone everyone that nobody else wants to talk to talks to Vlad. You, you know, your boy is... Uh, it's gross. I just, I, I just think that's gross. It, it's also not surprising. That, and that's the part... That's the part that, that kind of gets me. Is that it's not surprising. Um, yeah, the, there's no expectations of Umar. So yeah. it's like... And I'm pretty sure that his, you know, the the thirty or forty people in attendance at the shrine, <laughs> got because the shrine don't hold a lot of people. Not at all. Um, I haven't been to the shrine in the 21st century, but based on the footage that I saw, shit. they have they haven't changed shit in there. They haven't redecorated. My mom saw the footage of him at the shrine and was like, "They got that. They still got that painting right there, huh?" Yeah. That same painting. The same faded copies of Behold a Pale Horse are still in that bookstore <laughs> from the 90s. But I just wanted to take a, I just wanted to take, and again, don't know Donnie. Wish him the best. He's a far better man than me because ju- I don't, just hearing that this took place. Yeah. Work I with, I had to take my time out to say fuck Umar. Yeah, I've worked with Donnie on a couple of things. Donnie's a good dude, and Donnie's one of those guys that genuinely like he doesn't have an ego. He genuinely wants to put on for the city. I hate saying that phrase, but he right. re- he really wants to put on for the city. And he's like you said, he's he's established a number of of contacts. So, I mean, his numbers aren't far removed from what Umar's numbers are. Right. But what he has is he has. You know he's entrenched in in the community of Houston, and he could provide 
he could have provided Umar more of a you know more of a foothold <coughs> in this market if Umar even cared about some shit like that. And maybe gotten people to look at him from a different perspective. Not that I want to ever. I like my Umar perspective, but maybe could have provided him some, some provided listeners some more context into who Umar is. That and you know, but that's fine. You just you want to sacrifice that for a bag, and it's the shrine of Black Madonna. So yeah, a huge bag. Yeah, yeah, a huge bag. You just like the name and just associate that with Pan Africanism. Um, so again, this is just you. We talked about and we talked about this on a different subject before the show. Um, just pandering to that same audience that ain't growing. Yeah, because Umar's audience ain't growing. It ain't growing, and, and it's not gonna grow. It's just like the Kevin Samuels thing. Yeah, everybody that fucks with Kevin Samuels, that I think he's that's it. That's that's all he has until he does something to lose. Faith with them, and and Umar Umar goes to great lengths to keep his audience limited to that echo chamber, because that echo chamber is loud and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Anything that that anything that threatens to step outside that echo chamber, he's like, nah, you don't you don't belong here. <coughs> this Agreed. this lesson is for Africans only. Right. This lesson is for Africans only. Do not. Bring. This lesson is for Africans only. He has to say it three times. He has to say it three times. Um, I don't know if that's Hotep Candyman or what. <laughs> Um. Yeah, do not bring your white wife. Do not bring your white wife. Do not bring your white wife. Unless and un, unless is a paternity case, we will talk about that after the program. <laughs> um. So yeah, all that to say, fuck Umar Johnson. Um. I I we don't have to spend too much time on this, but I have to say, I am impressed. I am impressed with the NBA Finals. I thought I was not <coughs> excuse me. Sorry about that. I thought I was not going to be interested in this year's finals mm-hmm. because I, I it's Milwaukee. Like yeah. it's Milwaukee. Um it's Milwaukee and Phoenix. But I have to say, after watching the first two games, this is some good basketball. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed I enjoyed the run that Chris Paul was on. Um, CP three looking good out there. He I feel like he's playing the best basketball of his his career at thirty six no less. Yeah, and you know a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think he's a dirty player. It is what it is. He's he's very good at what he does. You cannot he dispute is. that. And you know for someone who's been in the league, I think thirteen years. Yeah, I think I may about. be off. Um, Maybe a little. Yeah, just about. You know, you you like to see you like to see a success story. You know, it's the the wily veteran who's been you know been on six teams and, and now has a chance to a chance at immortality with a young up and coming Devin Booker, who's the future of the league, and a bunch of other people whose names escape me. Stephen A. Smith swears that Devin Booker is the next Kobe, and just no. Stephen A. Smith getting off. He 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 going. He getting a little crazy. I was going to insert a triggering joke there, but I will leave that alone. <laughs> no, Devin Booker is his own person. He's very talented. Yeah, um, he's gonna be. He's gonna be good in his own right. He's going to be the next Devin Booker. Correct. And that's. We need to stop. We need to stop. Stop trying to make people into 
the next thing. Yeah, like let them be who they are right now. That was the problem with the LeBron rollout. Yeah. And, you know, but he's he's far exceeded that. He has. This is true. Far exceeded that. Um, but I, I think it's it's a good series to have. I'm, I'm glad that it's not everyone wanted to be Brooklyn and the Lakers. I did not want to I, see no, that. No, I didn't want to see all. the Lakers in the finals at all whatsoever. Shout out to James Harden for not coming <laughs> into training camp in shape, which led to the trade uh, to Brooklyn. And that's why the nigga was at Turkey Leg Hut all the time. Look, man, when everyone left the bubble last year, no, and not even kidding, man, no, no exaggeration. When the Rockets got kicked out of the bubble, the very next day, this nigga was at Turkey Leg Hut with two strippers. Yes, like, what the fuck? And we were still, we were still in the middle of two mask pandemic, and he was out there just no mask, raw dog in that air, hookah, hookah in hand, two strippers he just yeah. met on the flight back. Yep. Man, and it, that's when I think that's when collectively we as a city were done with James Harden. He's like, oh, he, and, and when he came in the, the training camp looking like me, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, he, he really went there. Yeah, this nigga showed up to practice fat. Oh man, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um. So we didn't miss him, and <sighs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn trying to put together one of these super teams. Right. They tried, and to KD's credit, KD lived up to the hype. This motherfucker scored almost like he scored like fifty points in forty minutes. Yeah, like, I mean, he, Kevin Durant did his thing. Uh, Captain Flat Earth did not do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Captain oh, Flat God. Earth, he's a hero. Gonna turn these wins down to zero. Oh, and he sure did. Oh man. It's a sad day when the when when the Nets have taken the place of the Knicks, uh, as far as yeah. as far as the amount of wins, and the Knicks have turned have made something out of themselves. They've made better out of themselves. They made better. Like, <laughs> Let me put it that the way. Knicks are still the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, okay, they made it to the playoffs. So good they did make it to the playoffs. Um, I I will say they're not the laughing stock of the East Coast anymore. Uh, I gotta think about that. Hey, Phoenix has also gone about ten years without making it to the playoffs, and they're in the finals now. This is true too. Yeah, everyone, every dog has their day. Um, I didn't know I was gonna be this excited about Milwaukee, but let me tell you something. Giannis is gonna have what if 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 contract renegotiation is coming up. Give him whatever the fuck he asked for. Because he's going to have back problems the way he has carried that team <laughs> through the finals so far um, on a bad knee, no less. Yeah, That's the nastiest little knee I have ever seen, yeah. I, that overextension joint. That, oh. About 45 I, degrees the wrong way. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, he needs some help. He uh, needs a lot of help. It reminds me of LeBron, one of those years that they lost to Golden State when it was just literally LeBron. When... You mean the you mean the year when J.R. Smith went the wrong way with the ball? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Shout out to J.R. Smith. Um, it never ceases to entertain. Shit, even before that, when it was like LeBron and the second best player on his team was Mo Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, damn, damn. Yeah, that's how that's how bad it was. I will say this. 
non-finals, non-finals, finals aside, mm. I, I saw a side of Ty of Ty Lue this season. Ty Lue, we need to be having different conversations about Ty Lue. I always just, I just kind of always dismissed him as LeBron's pushover. Back he, in the day, he still let the AI step over him. No man. Well, I'm never gonna let that go ever. <laughs> Ever, I, man. I'm telling you, man. If 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 I accidentally scuff Ty Lue's shoes and he raises his voice to me, I'm gonna pull up the clip of AI stepping over him and go, "This you?" That's what they do with Matt Barnes. <laughs> that scene where he tried where he tried to punk Kobe and Kobe didn't yeah. flinch. Yeah, that's what they do to him. This you, my nigga. All right, <laughs> all right, bro. Although Matt Barnes will probably still whip your ass. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the I'm I'm excited about where the finals honestly by the time you listen to this podcast, the, the way it's going, the finals might be over. It'll probably be over. <laughs> but at least we'll have a different winner this year. CP three busting that ass. It won't be the same old so it won't be it won't be Golden State again. It won't be the Lakers. It won't be like there's it, I'm glad there's not a dynasty yeah. right now. Yeah. The closest thing I think the closest thing we've seen to a dynasty which which crumbled miserably this year. Um, the Rockets, and when you when your dynasty is built around not making it out of playoffs, that's not much of a dynasty. No, no, it's not. That's a that they have a dynasty of contenders. Like shout out to PJ Tucker who went from the Rockets and is now in the finals. Damn, damn. I and, and, you know I would, I would hit him with the air horns because at least he's not Pat Beverly. Yeah. Boy, you either you either die a hero or you live long enough to just waste other people's cap room. There we go. Uh, what a waste! What the fuck were we doing with Pat Beverly? Who thinks? Who just wants to be the new Kevin Garnett so bad? Mm-hmm. Just a fucking just just a fucking bully popping shit all day. That's it. Had to push Chris Paul in his back. Still just, lost. It still it still took his ass home. Well, I, let me let me get, let me shut up. Let me leave them alone. Shout out to CP three, Giannis. Plant your feet, lift with your legs. <laughs> Carrying your team is not an easy feat. <laughs> Atlas shrug. At- <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh man, um, that is a good place to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back with more food system fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in Podcasting. God damn, I am not sober whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, well, we got no more mixer. <laughs> Pour up. <laughs> and we are back. Yeah. We are black. black. We are opinionated. And uh, we are we are a little trash, and it's only going to get better from here because we don't have any more soda to mix it with. It's all Lynchburg from here on. It's all Lynchburg, Tennessee from here, baby. Uh, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Yeah, man. Uh, white people out here wilding. Um, honestly, I am so tired of talking about the police uh but it is worth mentioning 
that a police that um, a police chief, I believe, no an officer, um, got an uh, NYPD officer got uh, sent home on administrative leave after getting into a, f- a fight trying to arrest some women, some black women in Walmart, and punch them in the face. Wow. Now there is no. Um, Fortunately for them There's no video on this But we saw the pictures I tell you Shade Room Shade Room gets it right At all the un- Wrong uh, All the unnecessary times No video In a Walmart No video in a Walmart not That's even, suspicious Not even security video That is suspicious mm. Every shit Every time some shit Has ever popped off mm. At a Walmart There has been Some kind of video mm. Now we now we did watch we we looked at the pictures, and every bit of the pictures just to remind Randall yeah. here just looked unnecessary as fuck. Yeah, I, I, see, a, I a, see a handcuffed woman, and I also see a police officer with his hands around her her throat. And one of them got him on the got her on the ground. Looked like a fucking figure four leg lock. Man, all that is unnecessary. It's wild. Man. All like. NYPD, I swear, anytime another police department fucks up, it's like NYPD is like, hold my fucking beer. NYPD is just, they, they are organized crime. Oh, yeah. They they are the epitome. Of Staten Island, all that shit, they are the epitome of organized crime. They're worse than the fucking mob. Because they do shit, and it's, it's so blatant, and it's everybody just kind of goes... Well, who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna check? They fucking up. There they go. There they go. Fucking up again. I want to. I want to how to. I want to know how those mayoral races are going or went or whatever. Uh, I think Eric Adams won. Is he the black guy? Yeah. New York got a black mayor. The one, if, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one that the one that sleeps in a in a bed in the middle of the floor in an apartment that might be his. Oh, that motherfucker! Yeah, he's kind of weird. Let me let me check my facts real quick. Is it the dude that? Well, let me see. Because I might recognize this motherfucker. Because Pete Rock was going up for him when he was talking about. Uh, oh, he's the Democratic nominee. All right, so it's not over yet. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, let me find out. New York got a black mayor, and and weed is legal up there. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shit. Um. So, I don't know what it, and, and again, maybe I need to, one of these days I'm going to call somebody, one of my New York peoples, and they can explain New York politics to me, because I don't know, I know how bad the NYPD is, I'm familiar with a little bit, but I don't know enough of the politics in New York to truly understand what needs to change as far as legislation as far as the culture, something has to give, because the new because the NYPD has it's gotten to a point where it's just understood and they're just somehow infallible. There, a lot of these police departments fuck up, and a lot of these police departments get away with it. But the NYPD is one of the few, maybe them and the LAPD, where when you hear about it, it's just known and expected, and we move on. So I don't know. One of these days, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get somebody on one of my one of my East Coast peoples on the phone, 
and we can talk about it because I need to understand. I still don't understand what a borough is. Uh, well, a borough is a. Uh, imagine like if we had boroughs here, Pearland would be a borough. So. Missouri City would be a borough. Except they're all huge. Pearland is like a neighbor would be considered a neighborhood in a New York borough. So the boroughs are suburbs? Not necessarily suburban per se, but they are a division. Like like if you had to if you had to name Would Sunnyside be a borough? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hmm. Sunnyside would be a borough. I think Missouri City would be a borough. Because Sunnyside is not necessarily Missouri City, but it's on the way. Hiram Clark would be a borough. It is a town. Oh shit! You know what I mean? Like, like it's it, it's a different it's it's a different explanation there because uh, Houston is so spread out. New York is like there's a difference. New York is big. Mm-hmm. Houston is spread out, so. You have to not only is not you have to go away to get to the next area or township or whatever. It's not just you. You know you cross. I I I go from this street to the next street. And there I would be. I'd be in Harlem, but uh, so you have to go over the freeway, and now you're in Jersey Village. For for our for our sakes, it's more similar to a county. Where they're, okay. they're the administrative units that report basically to a larger unit. In other words, the shit still don't make sense. But it's all good. Well, all, well that and also our, the lines that divide us are so fucked up because of gerrymandering and shit. Yeah. So it's a different story. It, they might have that. I mean, they, they might do that in New York. I'm sure they do. But it's def, it definitely has bigger effects here. Um, because those lines are are how we define how we define everything we do in the legislative process. I just need to know that Staten Island sucks. Yeah, that's all you, you okay. need to know. Staten Island sucks. Um, if you haven't gone to the, if you've never seen the Bronx while you're in New York, you haven't missed anything. Um, I mean the Bronx is just, the hood. The Bronx is, the hood. is the last. I mean, it's the last vestige of the real New York. You know, who it's, said it's, that? It's, it's, Somebody from the Bronx. Okay, that they all feel like that. They, they, just, just so we're clear, just so we're clear, everybody from the from the Bronx feels that way about the Bronx, and everybody I've ever met, all my people are in Brooklyn. So everybody in Brooklyn is like, I, you ain't missing shit out there. The hood is the hood. Don't don't worry about it. It's just, you know, it's. I had a homeboy shout out to hired gun. When the first time I went to New York, he had a show that I really wanted to go to, and all my and. It was my birthday, and all my and all my homeboys. We were in Brooklyn getting some pizza somewhere, and I told them, "Oh, uh, my nigga Macal has a, uh, you know, Macal. He has a show out in the Bronx." And they were like, "Yeah, but that's the Bronx. So find something else." <laughs> wow. We love we love and We want to be there. We want to be there to kick it with him. But uh, that's the Bronx. I stood on the corner where hip hop was born, sir. Oh yeah, did you? Did you really for a full minute? Oh shit! Then you got your ass. Then you, then you got the, your ass off there, and, and then I 
pulled your chain out of your socks. Then, then I looked at my Google map and realized where I was actually supposed to be. Ah, and continued to walk in that direction. <laughs> um, See, what? Here's Apple TV reminding me of a new show. Oh hell! Which what is a it? new episode of Evil, starring Michael Coulter, formerly Luke Evil Cage. is on Apple now. Oh, wait. Evil's on Apple? No, it's on Paramount Plus. But my Apple TV uh, is telling my Apple Watch. Okay, to go fair watch enough. It. All right, that is why. <laughs> I've subscribed to the cult of Apple. That's why I was like, niggas really going up for evil like that? <laughs> so my TV could tell my watch to watch a show that I don't to watch. To watch a show, right. Um, so that and a quick follow-up. Oh, yeah, two things. Uh, quick follow-up on the Rachel Nichols story. Rachel Nichols had to sit her ass down. <laughs> um, she is not covering the finals. She was supposed to be covering the sidelines of the finals. Maria Taylor up there in the box with the boys. Uh, Maria Taylor, let me tell you, Maria Taylor has taken this whole thing in stride. At the same time, all of her commentary has been very. Now you see what these white people do, right? Now you see how these <laughs> white you see how these white women work. Yeah. Uh, and is is another prime example of white women. Being all about intersectionality and being all about and immediately throwing these uh, throwing these uh, black women out of the moving vehicle at a moment's notice, and Rachel Nichols was replaced on the sideline by another black woman, another black woman, <laughs> Malika Andrews. Malika Andrews, looking, man, Malika Andrews looking mad good. She's only twenty six. What the fuck were we doing at 26? I, and once again, I'm reminded that I haven't done shit. I, this, this is at, well, this, and my thing is always that, I, you know, I said it earlier. Ryan Coogler got like three, three movies that are like 95% up on Rotten Tomatoes before 30. One of which had an historical box office run. One of, yes, one of which changed the changed the face of black filmmaking forever, and also a nigga I went to school with has a whole brand out here. Nigga I went to like elementary school with, by the way. Like we took the same introduction to media class, mm. and who'd have thought that would take him to making dear white people? Oh, you went to elementary with uh, Justin, Justin Simeon, yeah. Look at you, man. Right. Just just important adjacent. <laughs> Get your shit together, man. Remember. <laughs> Get your shit together. I feel like. Remember, I said to myself as well. Remember the opening of Jerry Maguire where he's all like, and they show some famous athlete and it's like, see the shoulder that gets cut off in the corner? That's me. <laughs> I'm the shoulder. <laughs> That's the name of this podcast. That's the name of this episode. I am the shoulder. <laughs> um, Malika Andrews looking good and um, looking a, a, a third of Rachel Nichols' age. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably the same age. They, I imagine they're the same age. Um, looking, But looking half Rachel Nichols' age, there's always a younger looking black woman with a target on your back. Yeah, Watch your ass. Let me tell you. And I, you know what? And I didn't think any of this was necessarily funny per se until Twitter 
all up and decided that this was all Jimmy Butler's fault because he may or may not have fucked Rachel Nichols in the bubble. <laughs> now that shit is fucking funny. For all I know, Jimmy Butler is probably a cool ass nigga. Could be. Could very well be. But the internet version that social media has invented of Jimmy Butler is a fucking menace. I mean, they were all in the bubble for about three months. I mean, if you in the bubble, you got that you got that itch, and we all know Taylor Rooks ain't having that shit. Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols probably available. I'm just, I'm just I, look. I, you know, they, they lot, you ain't got a lot of choices. She want to come over for that interview. I mean, it's a baby. <laughs> Perfect situation. Nobody can come or go from the bubble. You know? <laughs> just look. And in theory, nobody outside the bubble sees what happens. There's pro- There's a great deal. One of these days, it's only going to come out in like, a documentary 10 years from now. There was a There's whole, a great deal of fuckery that happened in the yeah, bubble. There was a whole contingent of side chicks that were brought into the bubble. And Fam. I'm sure the story's a legendary. Uh, she yeah. came out pregnant. So, you know. Shout out to Tyler Hero. <laughs> God damn it. So, to Rachel Nichols, life comes at you fast. Stay humble. Um, To Jimmy Butler... Maybe you're my hero, if any of it's true. <laughs> Maybe you're my hero. I don't know. He was, you know, in the bubble, he was playing like a man who... He was taking all that frustration out on the court. Yeah, had all this testosterone intact. Yeah. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do, do they have those rules you don't fuck before a game? Like, is that... Because I know they had that in boxing. I'm sure people do that. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Um... Who? What else happened? Oh, Conor McGregor. Anytime I get to report on Conor McGregor, it's a wonderful day. Bitch, I'm wide up. <laughs> Do the stanky leg. Do the stanky leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last night was, I think it was UFC 264, I guess. Um, we need to get more creative with the naming conventions from UFCs because... What's just that numbers at this point? Y'all numbering them, and the numbers getting too high. Y'all got to learn from comic books. Just yeah. start, just start over with number one yeah. every two years, or whatever you, or whatever you switch, you know, writers or whatever you do. You just need a, a full like event title, like a crossover title. <laughs> See, like uh, you know what, Fight Island would have been a great, uh, great yeah. start off point for yeah. that. But I needed a better Fight Island rollout. I, I, I'm always so pissed at that Fight, fight Island rollout. It's just, they just built them people another arena to create a few jobs to get them off their back. They, I want that shit to look like Enter the Dragon, nigga, like, or Mortal Kombat, where you show up and it's all the torches and the dragon statues and shit. No, they, see, they didn't do it. You know who did that good back in the day? It was a terrible show called WMAC Masters. And it was all real martial artists, but doing like scripted, like scripted fights where it's like, yes, we're going to do our our real styles of martial arts, and then we're going to have a bunch of actors come out as ninjas. Uh, okay, it was it was it was supposed to be like a like a it was a scripted sporting thing, and you would even recognize some of the martial artists, but it was for kids, so it was all scripted. Nobody really got their ass whooped. Okay. 
they needed that roll. I, I, they needed that rollout. Well, they they needed to exploit a little bit more labor in order to accomplish that. I, yeah, I don't know if they too. had the resources yeah. on hand. Yeah, they. <laughs> you know, it ain't it ain't real till we went to another country and built them and built them some shit that we demand that they maintain with near slave labor. Looking at Firefest. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um. So, Conor McGregor. Um, and Dustin Poirier uh, aired out their differences at UFC 264. This is the end of their trilogy. You know, Dana is obsessed with trilogies now. And so this was a big deal. And Conor McGregor lost. Of course he did. But he lost in grand fashion by, I guess he tried to pivot from from the foot from the ankle that he got kicked in mm-hmm. and he came down on it too hard and snapped his whole ankle like his shit went to like a 90 degree angle his shit looked like a G.I. Joe foot <laughs> like this is some shit you would only see in Faces of Death yeah that's some Faces of Death shit yeah. and you just it ends with the with the doctors calling it and you just hear him screaming and Dustin Poirier could not look more elated <laughs> to make that victory lap around Conor McGregor. Yeah. Kissing his wife. Oh, he was so happy to hug Joe Rogan. Because if if you don't know anything about UFC, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor hate each other. Genuinely hate each other. I'm sure it's not hard to hate Conor McGregor. And, oh, yeah, Greg Hardy got his ass whooped, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout, shout, out to the, uh, shout out to the girl beater. <laughs> yeah, get, it's always a good day when Greg Hardy get his ass whooped. Get hit with a Polynesian pimp slap. <laughs> shout out to Ty Chivasa. Sorry. So, and this is the best thing, because if ever there was a white person that needed to be stopped, it's Conor McGregor. And Dustin Poirier, they asked him. Joe Rogan was like, "You don't seem you you know you seem okay with what's going on over there." Connor is in the is over in the corner of the octagon, it just writhing in pain, bloody in the face, screaming. And Poirier is like, "So, fuck him." That man came out here talking about he was going to kill my family. Yeah. Came out here talking about he was going to send me out in a stretcher. Said he was gonna kill my family and fuck my wife. Fuck him. And said he's a whole dirtbag. And all the Connor fans who wanted like a real decisive fight were all booing. And he's like, and all y'all booing, y'all can kiss my whole asshole. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. Salute to Dustin. Hit him with the air horns again, man. That is a white people stopper. White as he, I mean he is also he too is white. I mean. But he stopped. It, it, it doesn't matter who stops. It doesn't matter who stops Conor McGregor. I'm I'm fine with it either way. And and Conor McGregor. The best part of it is that his wife is that Poirier's wife and his his team is all just cheering, walking out of the ring triumphant. And Conor McGregor is lying on the ground. Of course, Joe Rogan's relentless ass has to go over there and talk to Sitting him. Down there like Vince McMahon when he tore his quads. <laughs> All you hear is DC going. Wait a minute! I think I think I think Joe's about to go over and talk to him. <laughs> and he goes over there and he's like, 
And he's trying to talk to me. He's like, so is this a matter of the leg check? Is this is this a, a product of the leg check? Oh, there was no bleeding leg check. Oh, there was no fucking leg check. Fuck it. This is a this is a disgrace. I'm gonna find him in the parking lot. I'm gonna find him. Fuck him. I'm gonna find him in the parking lot if I have to. This isn't over. This isn't over. Your wife was in my DMs. And for a man who couldn't whoop Greg Abbott's <laughs> ass right now. <laughs> He's talking a lot of shit. What, you gonna hop to the parking lot, motherfucker? <laughs> you gonna chase me by the... Go scoop, nigga. <laughs> you gonna stand on somebody's shoulders and fight me like in a pool party, nigga? I just love that they left him, that this ended with him on the ground screaming, this isn't over, I'll get you yet, Gadget. <laughs> like fucking... Like the fucking Joker left hanging there just lying, just laughing maniacally like in the dark night. And we never saw him again. He's done. He did. This, I, I have spoken too soon before. This is the end of Conor McGregor. And people have been saying it for a while because Conor McGregor has been more caught up in endorsements and TV and all this other bullshit. That he is about getting right for fights. Stick to endorsing tequila that nobody drinks or whiskey, whatever the fuck. Bruh, that was the funniest part to me. Imagine going in the ring and losing in the most embarrassing manner possible in an octagon with a whiskey that you that is that is promoting a whiskey that is your thing. Like whiskey. Proper twelve. I would, I, I would somebody poured. wrote us. I think it was A. A. Ron that said, "Man, that shit is some bullshit." I would have poured Patron on his ass. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. Get some, find some black on whiskey and pour it on this uh, evil motherfucker. I really want this to be the end of Conor McGregor. This this needs to be the thing that caps his rise and fall. Like in ten years, I'm going to be telling people that I watched that uh, that night illegally. Um, <laughs> so shout out to Dustin Poirier um, Thank you for your service If Dustin Poirier never does Another good thing with his life Hopefully he ended Conor McGregor's career Because um, you notice That happened to Anderson Silva We didn't see him for a long time Yeah. Uh, so we'll see um, Send your racist stories Send your real life racist encounters Along with your listener letters Questions for myself, D. Randall Or anyone uh, you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or find us on any of the or log on to opinionswhileblack.com and it will tell you how to get to all of our social medias to get in touch with us. Uh, we'll be back with the with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I'm about to go ahead and pour Ooh. it straight. It is on. Y'all can stop clapping. It is about to be on and popping. It's about to be tough. It, 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 you got to finish strong for this last leg. It's about to be tough. And... Oh, that was a heavy one. We'll see how that works out. Um... It is time for your listener letters. Um, we got one here. Well, let's start off. We got David Santiago here. 
deep breaths before <laughs> anything that David Santiago ever. Yeah, this, that is his reason. He was like, I, I wore your designated drinker shirt okay. when I went out on Friday, and everyone got a kick out of it, which resulted in several people putting Opinions While Black in their podcast queue. The merch is paying off. Let's go. Hit him with the air horns again. Let me tell you something. I I appreciate every single member of the Opinions While Black community, family. David Santiago understands the assignment. Man. Always understands the assignment. Each one teach one. Each one teach one, god damn it. That is what I'm talking about. That is the point. Put your we appreciate you purchasing the merch. Don't get me wrong. Thanks for the money. Put that bad boy on one time. <clears throat> get out here in the world. Ladies, I guarantee you, the titty shirt, the titty shirt is gonna garner some attention. I've we've I've heard a couple of stories now where um a couple of women, shout out to, I think it was I think it was Contessa and Liz. Uh, shout out to them. They are it, it turned, they know each other from the Plant Daddy group or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a mystery that all like the pandemic happened and all women got into plants. Like all of a sudden, yeah. every every woman turned into like Gaia, the spirit of the earth from the Captain Planet uh, cartoon, and they're in the same like Plant Daddy group. And um, I guess one of them posted a picture with their titty shirt. And yeah. the ladies liked it. Mm. Yeah, that is how it works. That is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's doing Put that work. bad boy on, and just be somewhere with it. We don't make these shirts, these designs, for no reason. Yeah. We make designs that we know are going to get some attention. And whether you want that attention or not, that is up to you. Um, but we make these shirts specifically to be icebreakers. And I'm tell you something else. We got another one coming. Uh, for you, for y'all that like the gym, we got another one coming. Yeah, yeah. Those leg day shirts are coming this week. Shit, are they out? Are they up? are they up? It's live. It's live. We got leg day shirts up. Get your merch, bro. Get your merch. Hashtag get your merch. Take a picture. Put that bad boy on social media. Um, I want to see some of y'all's gym selfies with it. So. Um, you know, stock up on this summer line. This summer, I have to say, this summer line is impressive. And it's not just because I designed most of them this time around. <laughs> but this summer line is fucking impressive, yeah. man. I didn't know y'all like science that much. I mean. <laughs> Shit. It was a declarative statement. <laughs> and shout out to, uh, who was it? Listen, shout out to Terry Crawford, I believe it was, who at, who requested, she asked, uh, when are we going to get some Drake Watch shirts? We're gonna get Drake. You're gonna get Drake watch shirts when we can figure out a way to not get sued for it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the very simple answer to that one. Um, but if we can figure out a way, we'll we'll work something out. Yeah, because we we can't even really get his music up there without. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> they flag us every time we play a Drake every song. Time. Um. So yeah, thanks for that, David Santiago. Keep up the good work. Y- y'all don't realize it. When you, it, uh, an independent podcast, y'all are the street team, basically. Like that's kind of how it works. Um, the fandom is the street team. This is how independent. This is why I'm always saying, if you see us somewhere where there's a ability to like or comment 
or review it or yep. rate it, whatever, do that shit. Yeah. That is what this that is what creates buzz. That's what gets people talking about your favorite thing. Um, independent content only works because of engaged, savvy audiences, and y'all have proven to be that so far. Let's keep that momentum going. What else do we have here? Tales to Enrage, aka Greg Black, uh, says, "Who would be your dream cat? Your dream guest on the pod, and who's the guest you know would be good for the pod, but would hate having to deal with?" Uh, is, is, that, is that two separate questions? That seems like two separate questions. Okay, uh, I'll let you go first. Dream guest to be on the pod. Um. Probably, I, I probably Wheezy. <laughs> probably, I, I can't help. A lot of a lot of the podcasts I listen to are are women centered, black women centered, and a lot of them are about black women having sex. Um, yeah. you know, kind of like kind of like women who like those Harlequin novels. Not really for the like nutritional value. <laughs> um. Weezy from Horrible Decisions is somebody that I really that I really admire. <laughs> um, she's hilarious. Man, she's yeah. hilarious. Like I, I always tell people, funny is sexy to me. Mm-hmm. Funny is sexy, and anybody who can make me laugh, that is, I think that's amazing. I love just, like I want to dispel the notion that women aren't funny. I don't understand where that came from. Uh, a lot of dude bros swear women aren't funny. Uh, that is just not the truth. So it would either be her or probably Issa Rae. Uh, I I could now Issa is gorgeous too, but I I feel like I would learn a lot from just kind of from her and asking about kind of how she's come up this far this fast. And it probably doesn't feel fast to her, but. For somebody, that, you know, for somebody who's been in the game in one way or another for a while, just hearing that progression, I think, would be amazing. I'd like to have Byron Allen on the show. Hey, yeah, I think that we I, sing his praises all the fucking time. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to really like. I don't think I've ever seen like a definitive interview with him where he really, really goes in about how he does what he does and why he does. Why he does what he does? Yeah, um, I, I think there's a lot that he could share. Uh, it would probably be the the one time that I would not be problematic. Yeah, on this podcast, um, but I, I think we can get a lot from him. I, that, that would be a, a dope that's interview. A, that's a dream interview. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, just as far as creatively, I I also want to say chance. I would like to have Chance on. The rapper? Yeah. Okay. I think that would I that would be a really interesting uh interview. I think he's really engaging. As, um, as long as we don't play his music, I I would I would be inclined <laughs> to agree. I like what he says. I, it, I, like I, I I like a lot of what he has to say um creatively about the process and how how hard he goes up for independent people being their own label and their own brand. And I would love to hear him expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Also, as a member of the Judeo-Christian, you know, peoples, mm-hmm. I 
also admire how he just really is completely fine with um, going up for going up for his God. Mm-hmm. I've never very rarely do. I mean, you hear about it in theory a lot, and you hear about it in the good times when it's convenient to say that. But I've never heard somebody who is so consistently don't be afraid to say his name. Yeah, I, 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 that's admirable to me. And in a time when in the culture religion is not necessarily is not necessarily popular or profitable among black people, because now everybody everybody just went and bought a bunch of crystals and sage and just says I'm spiritual but I'm not religious. I think that's a great brave thing. I, that's cool to me. That's true. Um, the other part of it, um, who would be good for the pod, but would hate having? We would hate having to deal with them. I, we talked about this earlier. Joe Budden. Yeah, Joe Budden. I, look, Joe Budden would be an amazing guest. I do. I think Joe Budden is a funny dude. I think Joe Budden is super problematic. But I think I think ultimately he is entertaining. Um, we he would want to pod at the Turkey Leg Hut, which would just not happen <laughs> because the only thing he ever says about Houston is I got to get back to the Turkey Leg Hut. Well, James Harden might be there. <laughs> just end the baby. Like I I don't want to be there that Sunday. But he would be he would be a handful. I just thought of the dream episode though. You just started the what? I, I just thought of the dream episode. Okay. In, in terms of an episode that would be good to do, but would be fucking a headache to pull off, if we had Jason Whitlock and Dr. Umar. Jesus Johnson Christ. Just think about the... Whitlock by himself would be hard. Right, but think about this. You know that Whitlock and Umar wouldn't fuck with each other. This is true. And we don't fuck with either one of them. And it would just be a legendary cap session. Oh yeah, oh yes. They wouldn't even. They would forget that we were here. We might. I, I, we might have to be separated from them because it, it would. It would. It would. It would just start off on just just actual just capping. That's Godzilla. Now I won't say that's Godzilla versus Kong because that's speaking too highly of either <laughs> of them. Um, yeah, that's. That would be interesting. We would like they would forget we were here, and yeah. we would just be getting our shit off. Yeah, we would just be getting our jokes off constantly. Oh man, that I yeah I did. We that's that would be the day I know we'd have to start putting shit behind a paywall. <laughs> Between them and Joe Button, because whatever Joe Button would say on this show, I know we would be addressing and apologizing for for the next several episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a new thing that Joe Budden said on that one fucking crazy episode. It be you know like cause the opposite of that would be of course our legendary not legendary our talk about uh, uh, polyamory, which comes up now like tw- <laughs> two and three times a month in the mailbag. Um, Still don't understand that shit, Joe. Fam, I, I mean I, I do, and like I said, people were like, "Oh man, that was really brave of us to say that he wants." Uh, dabbled in polyamory and all that shit. Uh, look, when the people that are getting you interested in it are attractive black women, it's not that brave. It's hey, it's hey. Let me follow her. She looks like she knows where she's going. 
and she's got a fat ass. Like that's all it is. That's all it is. And then you show up, and and then you show up. It's it's like going to one of those like multi level marketing scheme meetings, <laughs> and so you just show up, and everybody's just kind of cool with each other and trying to fuck, and you're like. You're introduced to more ass. Maybe this isn't so bad. I don't know how I got here. If one ass can bring in two more asses, <laughs> then we all eat. By the way, this is all a complete opposite of the understanding that I actually have of poly polyamory. I know polyamory is more than fucking, but that is, that's kind of how they got me. Like, I, yeah, that was the gateway. I, I was in a, I, I was seeing somebody, and we weren't in a relationship. I was seeing somebody, and they told me that they were polyamorous. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. And she just said, "That means I see other. I, I, I have a relationship with you, but I have a, and I have a relationship with somebody else." And I had to correct them and say, "You don't have a relationship with me." And she <laughs> said, "That was completely fine too." And I was like, "There's no argument here. No, there's no argument here." Oh well, I guess I'm polyamorous too. So, uh, so a fat ass can be a gateway into polyamory. Duly noted. I get in so much trouble for that. Duly noted. Um, hey, I, I get enough trouble every week, so maybe <laughs> I can say it. I guess. Um. Uh. So yeah, thank you for the listener letters. Thank you, Tales to Enrage. Thank you, David Santiago. Y'all, I swear, the listener letters have become like they're they're a member of this show. Like, like I swear, like they some of the craziest responses we get are based off of some shit we said in the listener letter section. I think if we if we were not scared, we would just do like a live Q and A one day where we just have people ask us questions. Oh, we will. Eventually, we'll have like a town hall. Yeah, where we just talk shit and people get to raise their hand or however clubhouse yeah. works. I don't know. Um, yeah, we, we're gonna try. It. We're gonna experiment with that. As a matter of fact, we're gonna experiment with that before like the years up. When is the maybe uh, sooner? When is the opinions while black moaning room? <laughs> <laughs> Let me call Ariel. Let me see when that's going to. Let me, please no. Let me not bother with that shit. <laughs> Is that how it works? I don't know. You know, you know who I'm gonna call about this shit next week, right, Danny? Just to troll her. Just yeah. She she's earned it. I'm I'm coming for her. Yeah, like Danny, welcome to the live opinions while black morning. <laughs> and then I just started going. She's gonna be so pissed. Oh man, she's gonna be upset. She's she's gonna hate me forever. I she already hates me because I I just terrorize her. Go for it in the inbox sometimes just to fuck with her. Um. So, uh, with all that, thank you for the listener letters. It's time for the top three. Who are the three people uh, in America that need to shut the, shut fuck, the fuck up? up. Uh, runners up include Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Tristan Thompson. I shit you not, y'all. So Tristan Thompson, um, basically, Chloe posted uh, Chloe Kardashian posted a thirst trap on Instagram, as as she is known to do, and Lamar Odom jumps in the comments and goes stunning, with all the little emojis and shit trying to flirt. Tristan's insecure ass jumps right in, 
were you able to call my life? I don't know what that means. Uh, I just got an email. I don't know what that means. So Tristan, his insecure ass jumps in the comments and goes, hey, bro, God saved you the first time. But try, but but if you try me, there's going to be different results. Talking about how he found this man half dead, high in the in the fucking crack den, fam. Don't we all know a Tristan Thompson? I mean, first of all, we all know a Tristan Thompson that ain't worth a damn to his girl. But be ready, but be ready to throw somebody out of a fucking window if they have the nerve to not be worth a damn to his girl. You ready, you ready to fight over default player Kardashian? <laughs> Did you just call her player two? <laughs> player two in a one player game. Like she ain't Sweet even Jesus. She ain't popping at all. No, man. no. Y'all out here. But you know, I, I laughed at it though. I ain't gonna lie. It was it was it was a nice cap. It was a nice cap. I was okay, I will say it was funny. It was. It was funny. I just it's damning coming from Tristan Thompson of all people because next week he gonna be because next week he gonna be in a threesome with like uh, uh, Jordan Woods sister Chloe Bailey and fucking uh, Larsa Pippen. So I you know I, I I don't know what to do with that. Is that a, what is that an insult? It's not an insult. Okay. I'm just saying this, this thing is gonna be this uh, thing gonna be out carousing in uh, other people's inboxes. He's gonna be, he's gonna be out there in a week. Yeah. I mean, and all Lamar had to say was, I hit it first. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Shout out to, shout out to community dick at war. Uh, <laughs> uh, other runner-up is Stephanie Mills, who went up to defend Felicia Rashad and Bill Cosby, saying that if Howard feels a way about um, Felicia Rashad's commentary about Bill Cosby, they should give back... All the money that Bill Cosby donated to HBCUs, Stephanie Mills. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. If we, if if by your definition we don't get to we don't get to be on be on his case about uh, uh, about some shit that happened a long time ago, then you don't get to be on our case about him donating money a long time ago. We just, we were just going up for you. We wanted to hear you in a fucking verses. They were talking about. You were talking about how Swiss turned down a versus between her and Shaka Khan? Because Shaka Khan would have wiped the floor with her? <laughs> yes. For, uh, first, uh, first and foremost, yes. Um, now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Sit your ass at home. Uh, how about all the old... How about all the old school people sit this one the fuck out? Yeah. Y'all failed us in allowing, him, uh, in allowing Bill to cook for 40 years doing the bullshit he did it's worse than the hip hop people the hip hop people failed us I've always talked about how the old school hip hop people failed us the old school elder statesmen of black of black Hollywood have failed even worse mm-hmm. they allowed this nigga to cook for decades and now they're just happy being strong and wrong because it's young people holding them accountable I, I know young people are fucked up too, but I, I'm really sick of the older generation, like excusing shit like rape and sexual assault, and and you know people having families on the other side of the tracks and shit like that. All manner of bullshit. Yeah, like it's just like no, that that's that's not how it works, Stephanie Mills. 
you you know what? If you wanna if you wanna ride for him, fine, ride for him. Be wrong. Wrong, be wrong. as hell. But that money been gone, first of all. And second of all, hell no. We're gonna take this money and and hopefully make some right shit of it. You ain't you ain't lying. So yeah, she gotta shut the fuck up. And the other runner up is Safari and Erica Mena. Um what? they are still fighting. They're still fighting through this divorce. Erica Mena just had her child, and according to her, Safari has not seen has not seen their child since the child was born. Every time I look, and and it must be true because every time I look up on social media, this motherfucker is on an island is on an island getaway somewhere with all his homeboys, uh, winding the early two thousands uh, reggae and soca. So uh, that's fine, y'all. Leave us out of it. I, that's all I ask. I Keep just, this shit off of I was social like, why media. Why do people even care? Leave us out of it. Like, it, it, they have to chronicle this shit every five minutes on social media. And I know part of it is that Love and Hip Hop has got a rollout coming because the new season's out. Leave us out of that shit. Honestly, we're people, tired. Because it, it's not funny anymore. It was funny at one point. Now it's just sad. People need actual friends in their lives because I, I don't know about you. When, when some shit happens in my life, my first inclination is not to go onto social media and and talk to that person or through that person through social media. Like, I, who? Why? Like, have actual friends that you can call to bitch and moan about about that shit. I personally, Damian Randall, do not give a fuck about you, your divorce, your baby, and you winding on your niggas in Jamaica, whatever you're doing right now. I mean, Safari gonna always be a cornball, so you know. And and my thing is this, like, we and and the other thing is we know they don't have friends because Safari and Erica Minner are both corny, insufferable people, um, who don't who don't have anybody as an echo chamber but each other, and the the reality TV people they talk to. Um, and Mona is just loving this shit. She is the Dana White of reality TV, so she can turn anything into a rollout. So just leave us out of it. That's all I ask. Shout out leave- to people who feel like their their followers validate them. Yeah, man. shout out to y'all. So, it's a damn shame. Be going, son. Uh, and that's not even the top three. Number three. Oh damn, we haven't even. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's the if that's the runners up, <laughs> number three is Dean Kane. If you don't know who Dean Kane is, you're a normal person that was probably born after like 1996. Uh, you're talking about the least memorable Superman <laughs> of all time, <laughs> the least memorable super, Superman. And considering he's in the company of Brandon Routh and Gerard Christopher from Superboy, that's saying a lot. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Dean Kane had some shit to say. So Tanaisi Coates was. Uh, uh, he's you know he's wrapping up his run on the Captain America comic, and one of the things that was said towards the end of the of the issue, this recent issue, was that the American dream is a myth, which is just logic and truth. Well, it's a myth. It's not real. Not if you're a white man. I would say it's if you're a white man. If you're Dean Kane, there's pro- there's totally the American dream, and Dean Kane is living it. Because there's no reason that he should ever be in the news for anything other than where are they now and an article called Where Are They Now and Who Gives a Fuck. Um, and yet, 
someone decided to ask him his opinion on a Captain America comic book and the American dream. And he was so offended that someone said the American dream wasn't real. The American dream ain't real for nobody but you because you're rich and white. For Tanazi Coates and everybody who's in, and everybody who looks like him, the American dream is a nightmare. Because everything that emboldens you can get us killed. Speak on it, son. Mm. Everything that empowers you poisons our communities. Speak on it, son. Mm. Every single thing. Everything that everything that is helpful to you and the advancement of your of your quality of life is detriment is decidedly detrimental to black people. Speak on it, son. Mm. It just is. And that's not the American dream. If the American if the American dream ain't a dream for everybody American, that's not a dream. That's privilege. That's what you're experiencing. That's the part that you don't understand. And motherfuckers that look like you don't understand. You have not had a you have you have existed in the context of just wearing the Superman symbol. You have not had a successful outing creatively ever in the course of your career. And we are still here on this podcast talking about you. Out here dropping, going, out here dropping bars. You have not had a successful thing to date. Ever, you, it, Lois and Clark was, it, I knew at 10 years old, Lois and Clark was a joke. Who the fuck wants to see Superman but as a, but as a, as a soap opera? Literally nobody but you, the white person who came up with that shit, and Chris Claremont. That's it. But I bet you fuck with Terry Hatcher though. Terry Hatcher, Terry Hatcher was mad fine, and that was the only reason they got one episode out of me. <laughs> After that, I didn't give a fuck until I saw her again on like Desperate Housewives, um, which at the time I think was like porn for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I won't, I won't enter uh, into a line of questioning. <laughs> Dean Kane. The fact that you you're able to say this and that uh, and that outlets heard you says everything about what black people are talking about. How about just even if it's Captain America, even if it's something written by a black person, white people just get to shut the fuck up forever. Be going, son. Just get to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We don't need you in these conversations. I bet if I bet if Ta-Nehisi Coates wouldn't have written that written that he wouldn't have had shit to say. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. If this was if this was written by Kevin Smith or somebody, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about mm-hmm. it at all. Yep. I want to know who the fuck asked him about this shit. Who cares? Who, this is the Ja Rule thing again. Who gave a fuck what Dean Cain had to say about anything? That is white privilege right there. That moment. And everybody involved that even gave him a platform can just shut, shut the, fuck, the up. fuck up. Number two is Wendy Williams. For the love of of God can someone find the rest of this bitch's horcruxes and we can be done with it please (laughs) where the fuck is Neville Longbottom when you need him why does she look like the amazing world of gumball (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you Man, Wendy Williams is talking shit again. Wendy Williams. <laughs> you, so, you remember that witch from Bugs Bunny who cackled and every time she ran off the hairpins came out? <laughs> oh, 
damn. That's what he wears. Oh man. Oh, she looks like all when all three of the witches from Hocus Pocus put their planteer rings together. Wow. Um. So Wendy Williams, um, was talking about somebody a tick uh, a TikTok star recently passed by the name of Swayze. This looks like Slimer. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, Mrs. Potato Head. So. Um, Swayze passed, and she. This is how she basically reported on it. I'm not replaying it because Wendy Williams can't have any more of my clicks. Um, but uh, basically, she introduced him. This is Swayze. Uh, he is a um, he's a TikTok star, and he has more followers than me. To which everybody goes, "Ooh!" And the producer was like, "Well, I mean, in fairness, it's just on TikTok." Uh, thanks for that useful information, you fucking sycophant. Um, and she's like, well, he recently died or was killed. I'm not sure which. I'm just, I, I, I conflate them all now and I'm tired of black people dying suddenly. But yeah, she was like, and he was killed. And everybody's like, oh, and she goes, that's a damn shame. All those followers. That is not how we talk about young black people dying. Wow. That is not how we talk about young black people dying. Wow. Wendy Williams really gets off and really makes her whole career. It's, it, it's astounding. Even now, when we, we've been hearing this kind of shit from her for 10 plus years, more than that, actually. Wendy Williams really gets off on... Bigging up herself by making the worst out of other human beings. I, I, wow. I that's that's it. Like uh, he's dead, and that's all you have to say for him and yourself. Wendy Williams. Is, now we talk about people that need to get the fuck out of here. If we're ever going to advance as a, if we're ever going to advance as a community, Wendy Williams is in the top three. So for a bitch whose legs look like they were added on after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Liefeld legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Her legs look sketched. Man, looking like olive oil. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> you remember that time? So remember the time dumbass was dressed up like the Statue of Liberty and almost passed out? Well, it actually passed out on stage. Yes, yes, I do. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Almost had you then. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> It was Agatha all along looking at. <laughs> oh, not Catherine Hunt. <laughs> no, Catherine Hunt is actually dope, man. I'm, I'm talking about the. Oh, so yeah, I'm the, talking the about character the, wise, yeah, the wrinkly comic book version. Oh shit, the one that looks like the Hanos's chin. <laughs> oh shit. I, I really, I, I very much dislike Wendy Williams, and I. What is there to like? I mean, I would. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing to like. I, just someone with no redeemable qualities at all whatsoever in their arsenal. None. I've never seen it before. Not like this. Wendy Williams, do us. I don't. I, well, I don't have a fall down the stairs button, but while we're working that out, shut the fuck up. And the number one person who needs to shut the fuck up, who in my opinion has not been on this list nearly enough, is Nick Cannon. Wow. Yeah? Nick Cannon, the 
the the triple threat of mediocre. <laughs> Just a trifecta of suck. Like I've never met somebody who is so popular and so rich who isn't good at anything. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. He's good at multiplying, apparently. Yeah. Um, he recently spoke on um, the exorbitant amount of children he's having in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And it didn't make any fucking sense. What, what is he? I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that every woman that, that got pregnant by him was supposed to have been pregnant. That's the way that he wanted it. Trust me, there there are plenty more that could have been, but I chose not to make them pregnant. Yeah, so basically he's saying he his intention was to have all these kids and I mean he's he smashed a lot more, but I guess his pullout game was good on those and he was like, "Nah, you don't you don't get my seed." What the fuck is wrong with Nick Cannon, y'all? What I know what kind of explanation is that? First of all, he's still reeling from from not he's he's still reeling from Mariah dumping him. That's that's what that shit is to me. And that was the last time any it, that was the last time he really had any redeeming qualities about him because women loved him with Mariah. Oh my god, I wish a nigga would go up like that for me at all times. But that, that she's Mariah Carey, y'all. That that, that was the thing. Like she's Mariah Carey. <laughs> And, and he's Nick Cannon. And he is Nick Cannon. And he knew that everywhere he went. I just, I, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, I, to call him a mystery, I can't call him a mystery because I don't ever want to devote that amount of time to trying to figure Nick Cannon out. But I don't understand Nick Cannon. He was Mariah's baggage handler. <laughs> like, there's something, and don't get me wrong. If this is all consensual, if this is all consensual and whatever. I don't want to, and they're not complaining. I don't want to put words in their mouth like they should have a problem with something that they don't. But there's something really gross about what's happening and how there is not enough talk about contraception. Not enough talk about contraception. Not enough talk about having discretion. Nothing in what he said, and, I don't, and again, I don't care if they don't care, but I was happier when he wasn't explaining himself. But you know what? Also, because Nick Cannon is a joke, and jokes are better when they're not being explained. In all unfairness to him, there's broke niggas out here having babies left and right also. He, that is also true. He's not doing anything different than, than what broke dudes are doing. I, I, I just... He just has money to back it up. And let's be clear, everybody who's saying, oh, well, he's got the money to back it up. Money is not the only is not the only element in raising children. Right. Being present and being able to raise the children. Like my thing is, when you get to a certain point, when you have a certain number of children in a certain number of households, some of those children basically become accessories. They they basically correct. Be, you know they basically become email notifications. Oh god damn it! You know I mean that's that's real. Like you got like eight kids in six or seven different households. There's no way that you can spend all that time together. But and he's but knowing him, he's probably the type of dude that's like, I want all my baby mamas together in one place. 
That way well, I can no. see all my kids. Yeah, that's that's exactly who this nigga is. Yeah. And they're not going to go for that. I already see it. And so, I already see it. So also, this is not polyamory. No, no. I don't know what to call this exactly. It's not polyamory. It, it's called a dude reacting to... to His own mortality. If you, if you want to call it that. You know, um, shout out to Christina Milian for getting away. Speak on it, son. Um, shout out to Mariah Carey for getting away. Speak on it, son. Well, Mariah was always going to get away. Yeah, Mar- she, yeah. Mariah is one of them where you, I'm not in a relationship with you, yeah. nigga. You in a relationship with me. Yes. That's it. Yeah. The last motherfucker, she made him pay like a million dollars to get out of shit. Mm. To break up. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Mariah's the fucking G. That's what she uh, is. But Nick Cannon. To date, the only thing that you have shown any proficiency at at all is having children. And that makes you a rich version of literally every bum-ass nigga on the street ever. Mm. Nick Cannon, you are the worst. Like, if, if there's ever an entity in black Hollywood that gives, me, that gives me hives at the mere mention of them, it is Nick Cannon because I've never seen someone in Black Hollywood go so far and make so much money off of not being good at literally anything. Mm-hmm. He's the Black Mark Wahlberg. Damn, he really is. Mark Wahlberg ain't never been good at shit ever, except maybe doing hip hop abs. And probably Nick Cannon too. Oh, that nigga says, "Oh man, Mark Wahlberg says he gets up at like three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning does a two-hour workout. You can do that when you're rich. You can. That's true. That's true. We talked about that. That's a, that's that that's that that's the Marvel plan. That's the Marvel plan. We just give you enough money to not have to worry about shit, and you just get X amount of push-ups in. And I ain't gonna lie. I get a Marvel contract. Y'all gonna hate me." I could and, I, and again, I don't even have to be on the screen. If I'm a PA for Marvel, facts, I would be like, I'm facts. in the gym. I'm insufferable. I'm in the gym right with Chris Evans and them all the time. Where's the HGH? You <laughs> <laughs> get there with Stuber. Y'all ain't never gonna see me. Y'all ain't never gonna see me without without fucking Under Armour on ever again. I'm gonna keep my job, and they ain't gonna say shit yeah. to me. I'm just show up to work in Under Armour. I'm gonna be a Fitspo ass. Click dude. clack, click clack. Like, damn, what you do, man? Shit, I work in the mail room at Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all that to say, man. Um, Dollar Store Channing Tatum, kindly shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. I, he's, I, he really is just. <laughs> He really is somehow tapped into the good-looking white boy money, but doing black shit. I don't understand. I kind of understand, but I don't understand. I, I don't. It's a weird motherfucker, man. D. Randall, have we done? Have we done a podcast? Oh, we have. <laughs> we have. This one was long too, but it was worth it. Um, thank y'all uh, to everybody. Uh, to everybody who is still fucking with us. Shout out to my new listeners. Why the fuck are y'all here? How <laughs> are y'all still here? Because of, because of David Santiago. <laughs> that damn shirt. <laughs> that shirt. Shout out to the day ones. We really appreciate y'all, man. It is it is a 
it's just a ride to 150 now. It's a it's it's all going to be a ride to 150. Yeah. We've actually got some feedback that the that all that the past few episodes passed. I want to say 135 uh-huh. have been just out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so they must like this shit. Mm. Um, <laughs> thank you. I guess my bad. Uh, church announcements. D. Randall. Mm-mm. Okay, we gonna be here. And let me tell you something, real quick. Outside is getting crazy. Outside looks like the end times now. If you live in Houston, you know what I'm talking about. There's been three shootings consecutively for like the past two or three weeks. Yeah. Somebody got shot in the fucking downtown aquarium. Who is walking into the aquarium to shoot people? Yeah. Well, them high prices, maybe. I don't know. Look. Overpriced seafood. I guess they'll do that to you. Fam. Somebody got shot coming from the Astros game on the freeway. (laughs) Shit is getting wild out here. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay in the fucking house. It all looks like the end times out there. If you must be out, watch out for each other. Be aware of your surroundings. Saying all the typical parent shit. It's crazy out here. And if you need to stay inside and be entertained, we will be here. So you, we will be here to help you through this because we're going to have our asses mostly in the house, too. And when you take a bath, scrub everything below the waist. <laughs> Some of y'all are just letting water hit it. Be going <laughs> Trying to help y'all out. Yeah, I love the new thing. Everybody's like, we are not experimenting this summer with the natural deodorants. No. Get the real shit. <laughs> um, so we're going to be here to help y'all get through this so we can get ourselves through this because we are a community. We need each other now more than ever. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, I am your boy Oz. I'm D. Randall as long as y'all let me. <laughs> and as always, imparting titties. Thank you.